This Roundtable Broadcasting Podcast of the Max Roundtable is brought to you by Adams Drugs, our family serving yours since 1962. Honey, it sounds like you have a little sinus congestion. I do. I went to Adams Drugs to get a nasal decongestant, and I'm sure glad I did. I didn't realize that I couldn't take some sinus medications because of my high blood pressure. What did they tell you? The pharmacist overheard me talking to the clerk, and she knew that I had high blood pressure because I get my prescriptions filled there. She came around and talked to me and actually recommended a different sinus medication than the one I had picked out. I wouldn't want you taking something over the counter that makes your blood pressure spiral out of control. Sounds like she may have saved us a trip to the emergency room. Adam's drugs definitely go the extra mile. Always have and always will. I love the customer service. It's great every time I go in there. I'm so glad they helped me take care of my wonderful husband. I'm going to tell all my friends to go to Adam's Drugs. Visit us, adamsdrugs.net, for the location nearest you. With 12 Adams locations, we've been serving families in the River Region for 60 years, and we look forward to serving your family's needs as well. Welcome to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos, brought to you by Max Credit Union. Listen to Doug for lunch each weekday as he breaks down the hottest sports topics on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region and on ESPN 1067 in Auburn, Opelika. You can be a part of the show by calling 334-517-1210 or by texting the Pig Enterprises text box at 334-313-1170. Now take a seat at the Roundtable, brought to you by Max Credit Union, with locations in the River Region, Auburn, and Opelika. Max, smart money, made simple. Here's Tua, stepping back, loads up, looks long, throws, end zone, touchdown! Touchdown! Alabama! Devontae Smith! Touchdown, Alabama! And the Crimson Tide has once again ascended to the top of the college football mountain. Their fifth national championship in nine years. Their 17th overall. And for Coach Nick Saban, a career sixth national championship. A number matched only by the legendary Paul Bear Bryant. Alabama is back as the champion of Got a lot going on today on the program, but we'll start right there. It was announced yesterday that Eli Gold will not be Alabama's play-by-play voice any longer. That decision came from Alabama and Learfield, not Eli Gold. He's been very outspoken over the last 12 to 24 hours uh, about how he is not retired and some, what I'm about to say about this may upset some of y'all, and I apologize in advance. It's just my opinion. I need to kind of tread lightly around my opinion here, uh, but it is this man's opinion. Uh, and Eli started in 1988, you know, toward the end of Perkins, on into Stallings. He called the 92 National Championship, went over Miami. He called all six of Nick Saban's national championships at Alabama. I think it was time. Uh, not not necessarily for physical reasons, although that, I'm sure, is a factor, although Eli has said that he is very, very healthy. But I, it is this man's opinion. And am I biased? 
I am. I admit it. I'm biased. I am a huge Chris Stewart fan. I've known Chris ever since he was broadcasting Montevallo sports. Uh, and then he moved uh, up and did Birmingham Southern stuff and on and on and on. I think he is one of the most talented broadcasters out there, Chris Stewart. And I think it was time for the change to be made. So I am in total support of that. Uh, Eli had a great career for the Alabama fan base as a whole. A lot of people are pushing back on this. I went purposely to read through social media. Even fans of other schools are being critical of the decision to let Eli Gold. Even some media people like Chris Childers uh, expressing displeasure with the decision. Um, I'm not going to get into the specifics or to the fundamental parts of Eli and his play-by-play career, but this man's opinion, mine, Doug Amos, not asking you to agree you and not asking you to disagree. Whatever you say, I believe the time had come. I thought it had become it had come prior to last year, uh, and that's I have no. They didn't ask me my opinion, but that's my opinion. And I'll say this: there are a lot of people that have a public forum. In other words, other people that you may or may not know that turn on microphones for a living that may not come right out and say that. But they believe it because I've talked to a, to a few of them. So although they may not say it publicly or nationally, locally or nationally, there are a lot of people that believe that this is a good move for Alabama athletics, for Alabama football. Chris is already the basketball play-by-play voice. I think he's going to do football and basketball, maybe help out with some baseball. I don't think... He's going to do, I believe Andy does all three uh, for Auburn. Um, And I think Rod did all three for Auburn. Uh, Jim Fife never did all three. He just did two. Um, Eli, of course, just did football. But I think Chris is going to do both basketball and football, and others will take the baton to take care of baseball. But I think it's a good decision. Alabama was ready to take the hits on it. They knew they would, and they have, um, especially with how Eli responded to it, kind of pushing back himself a little bit. Um, But it's just one man's opinion that this is a good thing for Alabama athletics. Let me tell you what all we got going on today. Great to have my friend Jacob Goins joining us at about 11.15. He, of course, is the host of On the Line uh, there at ESPN 106.7 over in Auburn. We will end the – we'll have him on for a segment. We'll then play some audio from Nate Oates. What a game yesterday in Tuscaloosa. Alabama found out yesterday afternoon that Reitzel would not be playing uh, because of it. Nate Oates keeps calling it a head injury. I'm thinking uh, that that means Latrell Reitzel has a concussion and didn't feel well yesterday. Him not playing in the game, yet Alabama, despite shooting horrifically in the first half, uh, gets it done in the second half and in overtime to beat a really good Florida team, 98-93 NOT last night. 
this is my opinion here. I think you you define the uh, let's see the effectiveness of your basketball team, the potential of your basketball team, if you can win multiple ways. Alabama in the first half last night was two of eighteen from the from the from the uh, arc. Alabama from the uh, just under the twelve minute mark of the first half did not lead again in the game until there were about four and a half minutes left in the game. Then it was touch and go from there until overtime. But what Alabama did last night, when you think about it, is not what this team normally does. Alabama in points in the paint, 56 of its 98 points came in the paint. Meanwhile, Florida just had 40 points in the paint. Florida came into the game averaging about nine rebounds more than its opponents. Last night, what were the rebounding totals? Alabama out-rebounded Florida by 10 rebounds. So a 19-rebound flip on the season averages. Um, Alabama still just shot 25% from behind the arc. They ended up making eight in 32 attempts. I've said on this program, I've said to friends off this program, I think if Alabama is going to win the league, they've got to win all their home games and hope to steal one on the road. Uh, last night would have been a critical loss, especially without Latrell Reitzel. And here's why the Latrell Reitzel thing is so important is because without him, Alabama has to play differently. They've kind of evolved into this four-guard thing where everybody's kind of, if Pringle's in the game, he's in, but the other four are out, uh, all capable of shooting the threes. Without Reitzel, who was Alabama's hottest three-point shooter over the last few games, I thought and told some friends that they very well could get beat last night, but Nate Oates' team found a way to do it. Jacob, yesterday on his program, talked about, talked, played a little game. Apparently, he likes to play this game. I found myself listening a lot to Jacob. Uh, I know that, that Daryl Dapridge is with him, uh, I think, on Tuesdays. I know Wade Bennett, uh, Uncle T-Bone, is with him Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. And I find myself listening now. And they played a what-if game yesterday. And we're going to play it with him here today for our listeners as well. The what-if game was about potential coaches in this state looking at other coaching jobs. We're talking about basketball coaches moving forward. We'll just talk about that, have some fun with Jacob, what a great job he does, not only on the air but off the air over at ESPN 106.7, making sure everything is going well. Later in the program, Will Fisher will join us. Daryl Daprich is going to join us in the second hour. You know what today is, folks? It's happy Miracle on Ice Day. We're going to reminisce about the 1980 U.S. hockey team. Daryl and I have a great connection there. Scott Cross will join us in the third hour, as will Mike Turk, the head football coach of the Huntington Hawks. We want to hear from you, folks. we got a lot going on today. If you want to talk about Eli, if you want to talk about the miracle, Charlie Baker, the new president of the NCAA, we'll hear some audio from him on the program, too. And we just got the 12-team playoff. Now there are 
already talking about moving it to 14. We'll ask Jacob about that, too. We're back right after this on the Thursday edition of the Max Roundtable. Hey there, I'm Lauren Sisler with ESPN, and you know one thing I love to do on my lunch break is listen to my good friends on the Max Roundtable. The thoughts and opinions of the host of the Max Roundtable do not necessarily represent those of Max Credit Union or other sponsors. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com Elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. Nothing is as exciting as the sounds of NASCAR. Hear all of the action of NASCAR Cup races on ESPN The Ticket. NASCAR on The Ticket is brought to you in part by Mid-State Driving Academy, where you can get your CDL, Basil's Truck and Camper for all your towing needs, United Heating and Air for your year-round comfort, Bud Light, Larry Puckett Chevrolet, and Wiley Sanders Trucking, who is now hiring drivers. The home for NASCAR in 2024 is ESPN. The ticket. I'm Gordon Stone, mayor of the town of Pike Road, and it is a great blessing to share with you a story about how our town's people are willing to invest. Over the past few years, Pike Road has been one of Alabama's fastest growing communities because we invest in education, services, and character. We invest in the look and feel of our neighborhoods, town centers, parks, and trails. We also invest in our schools. It is an honor to serve in a place where we have added three campuses to our school system in four years. Further, we have achieved this with excellent stewardship. Our bonds have sold at a double A plus rating and we have maintained an overall reserve of more than 10 percent we have excellent and efficient services because of our tremendous partners like the three fire departments manned by great volunteers the montgomery county sheriff's office a water provider two sewer partners two gas companies multiple digital providers two electrical partners a road maintenance partner and recently a new sanitation company these partners give pike road citizens the chance to benefit from efficiency and the best of technology we are so thankful for our partners and our citizen support Come see us in Pike Road and welcome home. When it comes to your downtime, roll out the red carpet with top-of-the-line electronics at huge savings during Cohen's President's Day sale. Elevate everything you watch with a Sony 65-inch smart TV as low as $6.99 and the breathtakingly realistic sound of a Sonos Beam soundbar for only $3.99. You'll never pay a dime more than you should with Cohen's price match guarantee on electronics and ask about special financing too. Keep more presidents in your pocket with the President's Day deals at Cohen's. Think outside the big box stores. Think Cohen's. If you're in need of demolition or concrete cutting, call JB Waste Connection. Over 23 years, your trusted local source for all demolition and concrete cutting needs. When you call them, a real person will answer the phone, not a recording. Call 334-301-4414 and check their availability as well as schedule your services. JB Waste Connection takes pride in their top-notch customer service. Learn more about their services at jettisonenvironmental.com. JB Waste Connection, your local solution for quality and convenience. I'm Don Duncan with All-American Auto and Tire, your super dealer. The other day I was talking with a state employee who said, I wish I could use my WEX card at your location. My response was, you can. I'm sorry you didn't already know that. For over 16 years, All-American Auto and Tire has been proud to honor the WEX cards for state employees. We also honor the Voyager cards for federal employees. Those cards are good at all locations in Montgomery and in Millbrook. Tires, service, or major repairs. Don Duncan's All-American Auto and Tire. 
Mike Costanza with Chappie's Deli. And Jeff Barranco with Chappie's Deli. Let's talk Serve with Love car magnets. Yes, they're free at every Chappie's Deli. Great for your car or refrigerator or toolboxes or lunchboxes or Mike. I see them on cars everywhere. Bet we've given away at least one million of them. Jeff, didn't we only order 10,000? And I see them while driving far away. Far away? Where? Well, uh, I've seen them in Prattville. That's not far away. Prattville Chappie's Deli gives away Serve with Love magnets all the time. I've seen them on the way to Auburn. Well, our Auburn Chappie's team serves with love and gives them away, too. Yep, they're everywhere, Mike. Millions of them. Folks, while supplies last, come get your one-in-a-million Chappie's Deli Serve with Love magnets at any Chappie's Deli. Perry Hill, Pepper Tree, Baptist South, Prattville, and Auburn. Welcome back to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos, brought to you by Max Credit Union. Get in touch one of three ways. Call 334-517-1210, text 334-313-1170, or email mrt at espntheticket.com. All right, welcome back, everybody. Good vibrations with this dude. What a great job he does over at the Auburn Network in Auburn, ESPN 106.7. Our man, Jacob Goins, he's a frequent uh, contributor to our Pig Enterprises scoreboard show during high school football. He's now going to be a frequent contributor here on the Max Roundtable on Thursdays. How you doing, bud? I'm doing great, Doug. Appreciate you having me on. Excited to uh, have this on my Thursday routine and my weekly routine. Me too, man. I'm excited about it as well. And uh, I loved you. And and I'll I'll call him what the people over there in Auburn are are familiar with, Uncle T Bone. Our listeners are more familiar with the realist and Wade Bennett. Uh, he's he is a special guy, special friend for a long time, and I know that you and him have fun. Uh, whenever he's on, uh, is it Monday, Wednesdays, Fridays consistently, or is it just depend week to week? Yeah, it's uh, it's Monday, Wednesday, Fridays every single week, and so and then um, Daryl on Tuesdays, right? Yep, yeah. So wait, or uh, Uncle T Bone, yeah, he's my co-host Monday, Wednesday, Fridays, and then added that to a, a stacked guest lineup with yeah, Double D Daryl Dappage with us on Tuesday afternoon. Love it. It's great, great lineup for you, bud. And you do such a good job with it. Uh, Jacob and I met. Uh, I guess really worked together for the first time a couple of years ago at Media Days, right? When you were helping me with uh, the TV show I was doing yeah. at the time. And uh, you've just taken off from there. And uh, very, very glad to have you be a part of the program. You and Uncle T-Bone had a lot of fun yesterday. And I missed some of this part of it when you talked about the what if game Uh Um, and that's one of your favorite I think activities on your program is to kind of just play what if not that it's real not that it's going to happen but just playing the what if and I wanted to play with you too here on the program about Nate Oates and about Bruce Pearl Uh, what if moving forward I have my strong opinions about both I'm curious as to what yours are yeah we we played that a little bit yesterday and you know i i love the the whole what if thing it's just a lot of fun it's something that we get to do in our business doug it's look we we talk about okay well this could happen but what if this happens or what if this happens and it's just fun to get some engagement and really have those 
off-season football conversations, but some real basketball, baseball conversations as well. And so, yeah, it just kind of got brought up on, yeah, what if Bruce Pearl or NATO started looking somewhere else? Because we know in the past that programs have looked at these coaches, right? There were the whole Louisville Bruce Pearl uh, stuff going around and, and that got shut down. But what if that comes up again with big time programs that are just struggling right now in college basketball? I look at, I look at Louisville. I look at Indiana. I mean, just some of those programs where they could go out and spend some serious money and get a big time coach like a Bruce Pearl or like a Nate Oates. You know, um, I, I, this is just my opinion. There will be some friends of mine that are mad at me for saying it. But I believe there is a higher chance, a higher probability that Nate Oates coaches elsewhere than Bruce Pearl coaching elsewhere. I, you know, Bruce Pearl is quoted as saying, I've loved where I've been at every stop. I haven't loved any place as much as I've loved Auburn. And I believe a lot of that, Jacob, is tied to Auburn reaching out to him when he, he most people thought he was unreachable, giving mm-hmm. him that opportunity. I still remember the press conference on the floor at the Auburn Arena when he teared up talking about this opportunity and how he'll never forget it, and it'll mean that much to him. I want you to comment on that. But then I want you to comment on my opinion. I think there's only one job out there that he would consider taking. And allegedly, back in the day, he had a dream job. And it's my understanding that the dream job was Indiana. Uh, He coached at Southern Indiana. And it looks like Woodson may be gone from there. So that would be the only place that would concern me. Well, uh, to, to speak first on, on your opinion about Nate Oates having a better chance going somewhere else than Bruce Pearl, I'm with you 100%. Um, I, I think that is – I think there's a lot of factors on that. The biggest one, Doug, is being the age difference between Nate Oates and Bruce Pearl. Sure. Nate Oates and Bruce Pearl, there's a 14-year gap there. And Nate Oates has – I mean, as long as everything is going well for him, he's got a lot of years left coaching college basketball – Bruce Pearl, on the other hand, not that he's old by any means, and we talked about this yesterday, but he's getting older. And, and, you know, with the game changing so much and all of the outside factors and the 365 days that it takes to be a college coach now, I just don't know how much longer Bruce Pearl wants to be a part of that. And if he does, I do think it will be at Auburn. And you mentioned how he is – he's always talked about Auburn, how much he loves it here, how much – respect and love he gets here from the Auburn fans and I think it would take a lot for him to walk away from a place where I mean he's he's worshipped almost he's beloved I mean people want the statue put outside already of of Bruce Pearl and so yeah I think that if he were to go and again I, I don't think he does I think he stays at Auburn my bet would be that he retires at Auburn yep, me but too. Indiana Indiana would be a a very attractive place for a guy that that coached in that state many many years ago and and we know that that is a it's a blue blood maybe not so much right now and it hasn't been relevant in a long time how it used to be but we know how crazy Indiana fans get when it comes to their college basketball 
And it really is wild, the struggles that Mike Woodson's having, a former player there. Uh, he's in his third year. They owe him a bunch of money if yeah. they do cut the cords there. So, yeah, I, I don't know if Bruce would do it, but I think he would definitely listen if Indiana came calling. But I think Nate Oates has, has many, many options. And, I mean, there's a, there's some schools out there that would cut a big check to have him be a part of their program. See, I'm not sure. This, this is my opinion uh, on the Nate Oates thing. We'll get back to Bruce Pearl. We'll jump around a little bit uh, on both. Um, I don't think there's that many jobs. I, I think a job up near where he spent a lot of his life would be a part of it. You know, he was born in Wisconsin, mm -hmm. you know, coached in high school for 13 years in the state of Michigan. Um, I think the job – I think Nate Oates, Indiana, <laughs> uh, mm. for, is Michigan State. I, I, and and it's, it's ironic that both of the schools that I think – for the respective coaches would be the most ones to worry about. Indiana Big Ten for Bruce Pearl, Michigan State Big Ten for Nate Oates. And obviously they've got a, a pretty old coach as well uh, that very well may call it quits at some point. And, and it, it really is interesting to look at, and the names that we're throwing out here, Doug, are some of the biggest names in college basketball history. Indiana, Michigan State. I mean, you're talking Indiana in the Bob Knight days where they were just they were just a dominant force. And then Michigan State has always been that consistent factor under Tom Izzo. It's crazy. He only has the one national championship there, and it was 20-something years ago, Doug. And that's what's so wild to me about Tom Izzo, who – I think is in that group of old school coaches that are on their way out of the game. You see coach K is gone. Roy Williams is gone. Bayheim is out. Like all of those guys that have been so good for so long, it's just a new era of, of college basketball. And of course, as you know, college athletics in general. So yeah, I think Nate Oates would, would absolutely entertain the idea of a Michigan state or maybe even a Michigan if they decide to, you know, go and go after big, maybe down the road or, or somewhere in the big 10. And we know that's just an historic college basketball conference. You know, it, it's funny, Jacob, Tom Izzo's won only one title. He has been to the final four eight times, right? Uh, that's phenomenal. You know, and as you've heard Scott Sanderson on my program a lot, he feels he's, he is the absolute team you do not want to draw in the NCAA tournament because he's so good in that setting getting ready short turnarounds getting things done um, so it, it's going to be interesting to see I believe and I believe you believe that there'll be much more rumor mongers going after the Nate Oates story than there will be the Bruce Pearl story I, I literally believe that's a, that's kind of a reach to think that Bruce Pearl would leave Auburn, in my opinion. I'm just not sure how much of a reach for Nate Oates. And here's why, Jacob, because regardless of what he says or regardless of what Greg Burns says, I think the arena is an issue. And I think if, if Alabama finds a way in these next five really tough games, uh, the next five or the next four at least, Arkansas at home, who knows, if they find a way to win their third championship in four years, Nate Oates is going to be able to write his own check, either at Alabama or somewhere else.
He should be. Yeah, he should be able to. I, I, I'm with you on that. And, you know, you look at, to, to compare it to Auburn and Bruce Pearl, the new arena with Neville, it was Auburn Arena, now Neville Arena, which is very nice. We know how impactful it is as a college basketball atmosphere. But the things that he's been asking for are the facilities, the new gyms, the new weight rooms, all the new, everything new for Auburn men's basketball that has been approved but still hasn't been built yet and still hasn't been put there. And I think Nate Oates has that same argument and even more so with the arena that, look, I mean, it, it needs it needs a facelift. They they could use a new one, in my opinion. Yeah, what it needs is an implosion. That's right. That's exactly <laughs> right. And for a guy like Nate Oates, who is so successful and, like you mentioned, is on his way, I think, to winning that third SEC championship in the regular season, I mean – he, he should get those resources. A university and a program should take care of their head coach the way that the head coach takes care of the program. And if Alabama can't give him that, I wouldn't blame him to go and leave and go to another school and program that will give him whatever he wants because he's one of the best coaches in the game right now. I'll say this. You know, other than maybe some guys that uh, have been recently in the news – I think the uh, – and, and, again, I think you would agree the Auburn passion for basketball during the Bruce Pearl era has risen way beyond it ever did under any previous regime. No doubt. I, even the, looking at the success that Wimp Sanderson had at Alabama, this potentially is going to be Alabama's best basketball regime as well moving forward, best era. I think that's a possibility. If Alabama loses Nate Oates because they didn't do this or didn't do that, or even if that's just the perception, I think the fan base will have a conniption fit. As they should. And I think, too, if they lose Nate Oates because they don't give him the things he needs to be successful, I think that will impact the future coaches that decide or decide not to go to Alabama for that specific reason and for those reasons because sure somebody will take the job because it's a big time sec division one caliber job but i think alabama will hurt themselves in getting a quality long-term candidate if nate oats were to leave if they're not going to invest in a coach because the real ones understand the program has to invest in them as a coach for them to be successful so yeah if they lose if they lose Nate Oates because they don't give him what he needs, then not only are they going to be hurt because they lose possibly the best coach they've they've had ever, they're also going to impact their, their next hire, who a lot of people would turn it down because of those reasons. You would think. Um, you know, I mean, I totally believe you would think that anyway. But as you stated, I, I totally believe that Nate Oates' reputation is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, and I think – Right now, it's something that that if Alabama lets him go, he's currently the 25th highest paid coach in college basketball at 3.4. I suspect that Greg Burns already looking at another reworking of his contract. If he wins it this year, if I was Nate Oates, I would demand to be where Bruce Pearl is. I mean, just because, why not? Bruce Pearl's fifth in the country at $5.65 million. 
Um, I, I think he would certainly deserve to be in the window, I think you would agree, of the highest-paid coaches in the SEC. And both Rick Barnes and Bruce Pearl make considerably more money than he does. Yeah, but I'll push back a hair there, Doug, and I'll say I think you have to look at postseason results as well. And I think that in Alabama's defense, I think they could sit on their hands just for a minute just to see what the postseason success this year looks like if Alabama continues playing the way that they are because you do have to get deep into the tournament and start being a threat. And I think that's why Bruce Pearl got all that money is because he made a run to – to the final four, but no, I mean, Nate Oates has, has lifted Alabama basketball. He's made them not just relevant. He's made them a legitimate threat in the sec and in the in the, in the game, in the country. And if he walks in there with a blank check, Alabama either has to give him what he wants or yeah, they're going to lose him because these other big programs are going to snatch him up. But again, for a guy like him, and I don't know him personally, obviously, but it's not just about the money that gets put into his bank account. It's about all those other things for him to be successful because Nate Oates is a winner and he wants to be a winner. And if you don't invest in him outside of his paycheck, he can't be a winner. I'll say this. This is, you know, I've done this a long time. You certainly have your finger on the pulse of what goes on in the SEC. Uh, If Alabama, if Nate Oates leaves – and Alabama doesn't step up and pay him more on what the top coaches in the SEC are getting paid. And the reason is because, well, he never got us to a Final Four. Uh, You know, he won four league championships or three league championships and two league tournament titles in his four or five years here, but he never got us to the Final Four, so we're not going to pay him the elite money. People would be absolutely rushing the castle with burning pitchforks. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, it's crazy because that's what fans remember. And somebody told me that the other day is it doesn't matter of all of these reg in the eyes of the fan. It doesn't matter of the regular season SEC championships. They do matter. But in the eyes of the fan, they remember at the end of the day, your postseason success. They remember what you did in the SEC tournament and in the NCAA tournament. And while you can hold Alabama and Nate Oates to that standard, Alabama, if they lose Nate Oates, they're in trouble. I'm just going to tell you right now. If they lose him, they're in trouble. I don't think you upgrade from him right now. And and Alabama's got to be very careful. But I think Nate Oates has got to prove a little something come postseason time. He may, but I, but as, as texts are flooding in here, I don't think that's held over his head about getting his bag. Uh, and I'm, 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 I'm playing hypothetical here, Jacob. I'm mm-hmm. not saying uh, – because obviously we're talking – you know, with three weeks, two and a half weeks ago in the season or two more weeks ago in the season, uh, I'm saying the, when you do, if he wins a third in four, uh, and the league now, in my opinion, is a lot tougher than it was three decades ago. It's considered literally one of the top two leagues in the country now. Which and, is crazy to think about. Yeah, it really is. Um, he's, I think, the fifth highest paid coach in the league right now. Uh, others that make more than him, Buzz Williams and Eric Musselman, make more than he makes. Um, that 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 ain't happening. Uh, he, he 
and, and again, what I'm saying is if they let him go and they don't pay, give him his bag and he goes somewhere else and the reason comes out because of a lack of getting past the Sweet 16, uh, that, that would be horrific for the – because I agree with you. There is no way – as we wrap up here, there is no way, Jacob Goins, that Alabama would upgrade from him. You're Nothing. exactly right. That's yep. impossible. So you better do all you can to keep probably the, the highest ascending coach that you've had in that sport in a long, long, long time. And that's where the question comes in to the Alabama Athletics Department and the AD Greg Byrne. How much do you want to win? How badly do you want to win in college basketball? Do you want to get away from Alabama being just a football school? Do you want to put that money and invest in your program and be legitimate and have a chance to win a championship? Because I think if you give NATO all those things, Alabama very, very easily could compete for national championships. So that's on the that's on the desk of the athletic department there in Tuscaloosa. How bad do you want to win in college basketball? Jacob, listen to this. I was just thinking about this and just started smiling, uh, realizing that uh, what I'm about to say really isn't an opinion. It's kind of fact, actually. The two basketball coaches at Auburn and Alabama, Bruce Pearl at Auburn, Nate Oates at Alabama, Right now, you would have a hard time winning an argument with me if you didn't believe that they're the two most popular coaches on the campuses of Auburn and Alabama. Oh, it's 100% fact. There's no doubt about it. I mean, and and look, Bruce Pearl's been that here at Auburn for a long time. I'll go ahead and tell you that. I mean, everybody everybody down here loves Bruce and, and the things that he's done, but I think it should be the case at Alabama, too, especially with the change at the head coach position in football. Like, yeah, Nate Oates absolutely should be the most popular man on campus, and he should get the support from the fans and the students, and I know he does. I know you've got a scoot. I want you to answer this one question. I just got a text, and I got one question out of it for you, okay? Okay. Do you feel that when Bruce steps back to the the, the table uh, with John Cohen and back to the desk to renegotiate some stuff, do you think in his next renegotiation the name Stephen Pearl will come up and possibly him try to lock that in in the long run? It's a good question, and – it's something that Auburn fans have already started to to talk about and debate a little bit. And whether Bruce brings it up or not, I don't know. I'm sure that that conversation has already been had or will be had at some point. Um, but when it comes to just what I think about it, I don't know if that's the best move for Auburn after Bruce Pearl because I love Steven. I think a lot of people do. He does a wonderful job as an assistant I just don't know if that's what you want if you're Steven or if you're Auburn to move him in to his very first head coaching role at a place like Auburn that has become so relevant and such a big brand in college basketball. And if Bruce thinks that, then maybe he wouldn't push for that and maybe he would want the best for Steven to kind of work his way through a couple of head coaching jobs before getting back to Auburn. And so whether Bruce brings it up, I don't know, Doug. That's a good question, but – and my thought, my kind of my opinion is, I don't know if that would be the best move for Auburn to bring Steven up after his dad immediately if Bruce is done. Kind of like the Joey Meyer story. Yeah, uh, exactly. From back at DePaul. All right, tell everybody how they can track you down on a daily basis, my friend. 
Yeah, so for those of you that are uh, listening there in Montgomery and, and want to have more more sports talk, I'm on, on here on ESPN 106.7 and Auburn Opelika 2-4 uh, for On the Line. And so, man, we're having a lot of fun. Like uh, like Doug said at the start, Uncle T-Bone's with me Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays. He's my co-host those days. And we, look, nobody's having more fun than we are. It's what we say. And um, so he's with me Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. And today on a Thursday, very busy show. We'll have Brad Law from the Auburn Sports Network. And then uh, a good friend of ours, Doug, Chris Gordy, host of Locked on SEC, has been with me for a long time on Thursdays. One of my longest guests since I've been the host of my show. So he's with me in the second hour. So you guys can tune into that 2 to 4 on ESPN 106.7 and ESPNAU.com. Tell Chris I say hello, buddy. We'll talk next Thursday. Sounds great, Doug. Thanks so much. You bet. Jacob Goins from ESPN 106.7, the host of On the Line. We'll take a break. When we get back, we'll hear a little bit from Nate Oates following last night's wild, wild finish in Tuscaloosa. It's the Max Roundtable on a Thursday. Hey there, I'm ESPN's Lauren Sissler, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug on ESPN The Ticket and ESPN 106.7. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. Robert Pig with Pig Enterprises. Over two decades ago, when my dad had the wild idea to get into the car business, I never would have imagined being part of a multi-generational family business specializing in pre-owned vehicles. That's probably because I've heard every used car salesman joke you have, and who would want that? Neither did he. That's exactly why he started Pig Enterprises and why our family continues to do what we do today. We understand how awful car buying can be. We understand it can be stressful and overwhelming. We understand it's a big investment. This is exactly why we do the things we do completely different than the other guys. You'll be treated like family. Your money and time will be valued. You'll receive a top quality vehicle backed by our name and our free three-month, 3,000-mile pig certified warranty. There is a reason why we have repeatedly been named Dealer Raider Dealer of the Year for the state of Alabama. Come see for yourself. Come to Pig Enterprises and get a squeal of a deal. Shane is here from United, number one in the River Region when it comes to your indoor comfort. What's going on at United? We have some new and improved financing available. It is quick, simple, and we can get you qualified in just a couple of minutes. Get a new efficient system with monthly payments as low as $90 and with no down payment. The process is fast and hassle-free. Call today and ask about the new financing program. Locally owned and operated with well over 300 years combined experience, United takes care of thousands of families in the River Region every year. Call for a free estimate and let us educate you on all the latest technology. Free estimates, affordable pricing, new finance options, dependable service teams, and the latest technology. It's no surprise United is number one in the River Region. Stop throwing money away and call United today, 262-0247. Or visit unitedheating.net and check us out on Facebook. Alabama certification number 84560. United for your We've invented a new messaging system using the crisp sounds of Bud Light. Crisp code. Lesson 42. This is how you say happy hour. It's happy hour. Let's go get some Bud Lights. 
That's it for today. Brewed with no corn syrup. Bud Light. Crisp. Enjoy responsibly. Bud Light Beer. Anheuser-Busch. St. Louis, Missouri. Tired of forking out your hard-earned money for tires that seem to wear out faster than they should? Tire City hears you. Did you know that some of the most affordable tires on the market are from the Michelin brand? Our Michelin tires help you save hundreds of dollars over their lifespan compared to other brands. Imagine what it feels like to know that the tires you buy today could save you several hundred dollars when you need them the most. Here's what our customer says. I am always on the go with my three children, so the miles add up quickly. The original tires only lasted for 45,000 miles. I purchased Michelin tires for my SUV and drove over 85,000 miles on them. I saved $875 over three years because the Michelins lasted almost twice as long. Not only do Michelins last a long time, they are some of the safest and best riding tires for my family and I. Drive smart, drive safe, drive with Tire City. Visit us at one of our two locations on the Southern Bypass or Atlanta Highway. Experience the difference and save big with the weather turning colder, it's time to do some indoor painting. John Lee Paint Company carries the Richards Signature Ceramic Series, an interior ceramic paint that comes in matte and eggshell sheen levels. A specially formulated interior wall paint that incorporates new resin technologies and the use of ceramic microspheres. By combining these two properties, Richards created a product that's easy to apply, provides excellent coverage, adhesion, durability, and scrub resistance. Quality, service, experience since 1974. John Lee Paint Company. On Coliseum Boulevard. The Max Roundtable with Doug Amos brought to you by Max Credit Union rolls on. Doug would love to hear from you. Call 334-517-1210. Text 334-313-1170. Or email mrt at espntheticket.com. fans my buddy mark and he with all with laughing emojis he sent the final from baton rouge last night and boy were they excited with the last second win over the kentucky wildcats what a difference three days makes right uh when you if you watch that one last night lsu down 15 in the second half, I think 13, 14 minutes left in the game. I think they were down 15. They came back, took the lead. Kentucky then retook the lead with under 20 seconds left, but a literal alley-oop putback after a block shot at the buzzer lifts LSU to a huge upset. Matt McMahon was just ecstatic. He was taking selfies with everybody there at the PMAC. Uh, what a huge win for him. Uh, he's kind of been embattled a little bit. Of course, he took over a program that was a mess, and we all know why it was a mess. Just go do a re- go do a little research um, on <laughs> why the LSU basketball program is a mess. You'll figure it out. You won't need me to do it. We'll wage your answer uh, in case you don't want to do the research. Uh, but a big win for LSU. I think both Florida and Kentucky now – their chances of getting into even a tie for the regular season title have pretty much diminished. Uh, but we want to head to Tuscaloosa a little while now. 
And listen to Nate Oates. Uh, he had to play the game differently without Latrell Reitzel Jr. playing. Uh, he's normally been going four out, one in. A lot of shooters out there. Reitzel had been their hottest three-point shooter. He was unavailable. Not sure if he's going to be available for Kentucky yet. Uh, but he wasn't available last night. The Tide was down 10 with about eight and a half minutes to play in the game and found a way. Here is Nate Oates. It was a wild game. I uh, still not quite sure how we figured out how to win it, but I told our guys sometimes when you play bad, you got to figure out ways to win games. And I thought we figured it out. I mean, it's you know I'm gonna have to go back and look at the film, but you know I, a couple plays come to mind. You know we we needed Sam to hit the big threes he hit, but it wasn't just the threes he hit. You know he got a tip. And a big possession late in the game that kept the ball alive for Aaron to go in and get, get the put back. I mean, Aaron almost had triple-double. You know, he finished with 28 and 8 with five old boards coming from the guard spot. That was big. You know, I thought it was probably Grant's best game. Three hitting the corner was huge, but the six blocks were bigger. Our defense, again, was not good. We've got to figure this thing out better. we got to do a better job on it. We've but we figure, we're figuring out ways to win. If you're going to win a league championship, which we're obviously in the hunt for now with five games left, these are the games that you got to figure out ways to win even when you don't play well. I mean, we were two for 18 from three at the half, and we were within striking distance. You know, it was only four points. And then we got down even bigger. I know we were down 10 at some point late in the game, eight minutes, somewhere in there. And... We figured out a way. I, we, we came to the huddle, kind of like Georgia. We said, listen, man, we're going to figure out a way to win this game. We're going to make some big plays. I thought this was maybe Sears' best game defensively. He was scrapping. You know, he, he was in there, the big steal he had late late in the game. You know, but uh, Ryland's tip where he got fouled, goes to the free throw line, makes two free throws. Like we, we figured out ways to win game, to win this game. When we didn't play well, and I, I told them at half, guys, like we've been through this formula before. When we're not making threes, you can still win the game. So what you got to do is go kill them on the old glass. We ended up with 21 old boards. You got to get yourself to the free throw line. We outscored them at the free throw line. You got to take care of the ball and turn them over. Now we didn't turn them over enough, but we we had one fewer turnover than them. We won the free throw deal and we won the offensive rebounding deal and kept it even enough on the second chance. And then and then look. They're a team that scores a ton of points in the paint. You know, Grant with the six blocks, I thought Nick played way better in the second half. But for us to outscore him 56-40 in the paint, like our guys have the wherewithal, you know, we obviously like to make a lot of threes around here. We've, I think we made 18 back-to-back -back games going into this. It wasn't dropping. We figured out a way to score 56 points in the paint. So I give our guys a lot of credit. They figured out a way to win a game. I give Florida a ton of credit. They, they came in with a great game plan, played well. Their guards, you know, we didn't do a great job guarding their guards. We got to do a much better job. I, if we don't play better on defense, uh, you know, and we're up on Saturday, we're not going to come out with a win. So we, we got two days to really try to lock into a scouting report and do a much better job on Saturday than we did tonight. But give our guys a ton of credit. Give Florida a lot of credit. We're going to have to play much better at their place. You know, hopefully we are able to get Reitzel back quick. He's got, he got a head injury. He's being evaluated on a day-to-day -day basis. So, uh, you know, got to see when uh, when he starts to feel a little better. Hopefully we get him back here soon, though. No.
Yeah, Nate, how can a game like this, the way you guys want it, help you in the postseason and come March? We can reference back to when we didn't shoot well. Honestly, we didn't play well in a lot of areas and still found a way to win against a good team. I mean, this is a team that was as hot as any in this league. Got the number nine ranked offense in the country and shoot, we didn't do a great job on defense. We did probably made them look even better than the number nine offense in the country and we still figured out ways to win. Like we just keep, if we get in a tough game in the tournament, you know, we're going to reference these ones back. The Georgia game, you know, if we get down, and we're down a lot bigger against Georgia on the road, figured out a way to win. Down 10, you know, with eight minutes left and figured out a way to get enough stops, you know, and get to overtime and have enough grit, determination to get it, build a seven point. Now we got to do a better job once we build that seven point lead in overtime of pulling away and winning it by 10 to 12, not making it a one point game. But, you know, we can reference these comebacks that we've had and you know shoot it's it's hard to win six straight games in, in March it's hard to win three straight and yes I mean you know we've done it twice it's not that easy you know to win three straight games against really good teams in the SEC tournament so when, when we get down if we get down in one of those SEC tournament games or NCAA tournament games you reference these games where we've been down and came back and win give, give them some belief some hope because I thought the Georgia win helped us in the huddles tonight like we're going to win this game we've done it before we know we can do it here's you know here's what we got to do coach when you look at the rebounds and the points in the paint I know you mentioned that in your opening but how satisfied were you with Grant and the other guys for kind of answering that challenge man I I, I Grant was trying to box out in there some. I, I know he gave up a lot of old boards. I mean, they had some size on them. They're, they're, they're big. They have to look at it on film a little bit more to see what, what more he could have done. But, you know, I we, we had 21 old boards, as many as they had, and they had a lot. They had 17, but at least it wasn't 26 like A&M had. You know, but we went and got 21 ourselves. So, I mean, you kind of go down the line like we – Ryland and Aaron are starting two and three today. Had nine combined old boards. Like, that's big. And I thought Grant fought in there. I thought Pringle in the second half really gave us big minutes, fought in there. You know, but Sears had seven defensive rebounds. Sears, Sears led us on the glass. We told him, like, our big is going to have to wrestle with these guys, fight. We need some guards to come in there and get some defensive rebounds. So for Sears to go in there and get seven of them was huge, too. Y'all didn't have a three-point attempt until nine minutes into the second quarter, and it was Sam that hit it, uh, and then he hits it again. What does that say about his poise, not only to make those shots, but it, it seemed like some of the players were shying away from the three after the early struggles? Yeah, I agree with you. I said that in that timeout, the under uh, 12, after eight minutes into the second half. Like, guys, like, we haven't taken a three. Like, I don't really care what our percentage is in the first half. That's not how we play. Like, you have to hunt good threes. Now, I thought we had took some contested ones we shouldn't have taken in the first half, but any good three we have, we have to take it. Like We get offensive rebounds on those. We So, we all know Sam's not going to pass up any threes. So, they wanted me to say that really loud, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, we know Sam's not going to pass up any threes. Like, you know, it, I thought Sam was big on defense, too. I mean, Sam, Sam was a plus three when he was in. You know, like, 
He was in 18 minutes and plus three. I thought he had some good defensive plays. He came up with a tough rebound. He had the offensive rebound tip. Sam's been getting better for us. And without, you know, four or seven from three. I, I've told Sam's been getting better on defense. And I've told him, listen, Sam, you don't have to forget about your offense. You know, as you're getting much better on D, you can be a two-way guy. So it was good he was two-way guy tonight. His defense was better. He had the black shot in there, made some tough plays. And, you know, he hit four big threes. We needed all of them. Shoot, he made a half our threes tonight. Sam Walters is who he's talking about there late. He did make four. The only one uh, to make anywhere near that. Griffin had two. Uh, Walters in the game finished with 14 points. I wanted to say this as we go to break. We're going to welcome in Will Fisher. We had a little communication issue. We hopefully will have him at noon, if not 1220. Um, But... There was a play last night. Alabama dodged a bullet. Now, I don't care if you're an Alabama fan, an Auburn fan, a Kentucky fan, or an LSU fan. There, there was a play last night involving uh, Alabama's uh, Muhammad Wagyu. Uh, and, you know, uh, maybe I mispronounced Wagyu, whatever. Um, the transfer from West Virginia. That just wasn't... I mean, literally, if you looked at that play objectively, if you're a fan of Alabama, if you had seen a player of another team do that to an Alabama player, you would have wanted that guy ejected from the game. When you look back at what happened, it was a first-half play. There was a loose ball on the ground. I think a foul was called on Florida on the play. But they're literally – what appeared to be, to me, and I've looked at it in slow motion, it appeared to be, and I can't speak for the young man, he's in the heat of the battle, and it wasn't slow motion for him, so I'm not sure how he would describe it or how he would explain it, but there was an elbow to the head of a Florida player, and people are saying today that there's a good chance that Muhammad will be suspended for a game for what happened in that play. I don't know that. That's not from the SEC. That's from people that cover college basketball. The old is expected to be suspended line. So we'll keep our ears open for that. We'll take a break. Hour two coming your way. Don't forget in hour two, Will Fisher and then Daryl Daprich and I are going to reminisce about this day in history 44 years ago. Stick around. It's the Thursday edition of the Max Roundtable. This is Mike Greenberg, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region and on ESPN 1067 in Auburn, Opelika. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more, and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com slash Elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. 107.5 is W298BC Montgomery. ESPN The Ticket. Sunday, the race in action heats up in Atlanta. Harrison Burton is spinning down the back straightaway. Everybody going to the top side. Here goes Logano. The 22 wants the lead, and he's going to pick it up all four. A drag race back to the start-finish line. It looks like Blaney will get it by about three feet over Kyle Larson. Three wide into three. Bowman out of the bottom of the race. 
Shrek. The Embedder Health 400, Sunday, February 25th at 1 p.m. Your station for NASCAR in the River Region. The Ticket. When you need a renovation without the complications called Five Innovations. Are you ready to transform your bathroom into a space of innovation and luxury? Look no further than Bath Innovations of Alabama, your go-to for custom bathroom remodeling. Bath Innovations introduces cutting-edge shower enclosures crafted with integrated high-tech polymer, safety, space optimization, and a stunning aesthetic. These enclosures redefine your bathroom experience. Made with top-tier materials and state-of-the-art technology, their enclosures boast unparalleled durability. They are mold and mildew resistant, easy to clean, and come with a limited lifetime warranty. Bath Innovation Shower Enclosures proudly carry the prestigious Good Housekeeping Seal of Approval, ensuring quality and excellence. With over 300 color pattern combinations, finding the perfect match for your bathroom decor is a breeze. Elevate your space with Bath Innovations. Interested in a bathroom remodel? Call Bath Innovations today for a free estimate. Visit their design center at 2331 Eastern Boulevard or explore options on their website, bathinnovations.com. Did you know that homeowner's insurance doesn't cover your termite treatment or termite damage? That's okay because Pest Pro is here to protect your most costly investment. We are the only company in the River Region with the Termidor HP2 injection unit. We bring the best and newest technology to your home. Call today for a free evaluation. 265-9990. That's 265-9990. Our website is ppsriverregion.com. When you want to know, call a pro. Pest Pro Services. When you say but, you've said a lot of things nobody else can say. When you say but, you've gone as far as you can go to get the very best. When you say but, you've said the word that means you like to do it all. When you say but, it means you want the beer that's got a taste that's number one. When you say but, you tell the world you know what makes it all the way. When you say but, Matt Parsley here with Budget Car and Truck Sales Montgomery and Prattville. We've moved all our inventory to the Montgomery location for this huge event. One-stop shopping with no waiting. Selling your car? Buyers on site. Most offers way over Kelly Blue Book. Banks and loan officers with rates from 1.9 and terms up to 84 months. All in one giant location. It's dime time. Dime time's the right time for you to buy a nicer, newer car you deserve. That's right, one thin dime. Keep the jingle in your pocket with dime time. For this event, budgets teamed up with Capital One. If you received an invitation for this event, you're approved. Getting approved is fast, simple, and easy with banks that want to say yes. With even bigger news, the Capital One event has now been open to the public with no impact to your credit. 100% credit approval is our goal. So if you've got a dime and some time, dime time could be right for you. BudgetSaysYes.com. That's BudgetSaysYes.com. One giant location, 61 Mendel Parkway, just off Atlanta Highway, next to Fraser Church in Montgomery. Call 334-244-9777. Dime time. The best sports in the Montgomery area can be found on WTXK, Pike Road, Montgomery, ESPN, the ticket. Time now for Hour 2 of the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos, brought to you by Max Credit Union on ESPN, the ticket in the River Region, and on ESPN 1067 in Auburn, Opelika. 
to talk sports, call 334-517-1210 or send him a message into the Pig Enterprises text box at 334-313-1170. It's time to retake your seat at the round table. Brought to you by Max Credit Union with locations in the River Region, Auburn and Opelika. Max, smart money made simple. All right, later on this hour, Will Fisher and Daryl Dapperich will talk to Will about the world of golf coming out of the Genesis Invitational, where a lot of people got sick, where a lot of people didn't make the cut, <laughs> and it was one of those weeks. Uh, as the PGA Tour rolls on, of course, we measure everything around here with our PGA Tour coverage with the Players' Championship, which is coming up in March. And then, of course, the Masters, which is coming up in April. We'll talk to Will about all of those things. And, Bill, you've got that, the, um, I think you've got the date of that uh, club fitting thing. I, I still need to remember when that is that we're going to be up there. We talked about the last two weeks uh, on the show about being up at Capitol Hill. I thought you wrote it down um, uh, when, when we did that. It should be in March. Uh, I believe maybe April might be in April, but we'll go over that with Will again. He'll think I've lost my mind when I ask him again what the date is. Um, but that comes up in, in the next segment. Then I'm really excited about having Double D uh, on with us uh, to talk about what happened 44 years ago today. Uh, literally incredible. Um. With uh, okay, we do have it. Uh, it is in March 20. Okay, so thanks, Bill. Uh, appreciate that. But yeah, we will reminisce a little bit, and I'll tell you about if you're a collector. You know, I've developed a really good relationship with the uh, National Bobblehead Hall of Fame. Uh, you know, we have Phil Sklar on occasionally. We had him on talking about the Negro Leagues, and I'm sitting here. Uh, Murph and I are going to give away some of those bobbleheads they sent us uh, when we do the 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 show prior to the, the Biscuits game at Rickwood Field uh, to honor uh, the, the Negro Leagues and the players that played in the Negro Leagues. I'm sitting here looking at a bobblehead of the Indiana Indianapolis Clowns on Henry Aaron, Alabama native. So we're going to give away a bunch of those. But they announced today, the, the Sports Hall of Fame, excuse me, the Bobblehead Hall of Fame, that they are coming out with a trio of bobbleheads commemorating the Miracle on Ice. Uh, you can get Herb Brooks. You can get O'Callahan. O'Callahan was the one that was on his knees holding his hands up in the air. I think he was straddling another player. I think it was uh, one of the Sports Illustrated photos uh, that uh, was, uh, you know, it may not have been on the cover, but it was very well may have been, too. That may have been the cover photo. Uh, but then they also have one that you can, they'll send you the stuff to where you can literally make it whoever you want it to be uh, if you had a favorite player. Well, that that was announced today. We're going to have Phil on in July when those are ready uh, to go. That, that should be uh, a lot of fun, obviously, uh, to have in your collection if you like the bobblehead thing like I do. Um, I'm, I'm a big bobblehead fan. I don't mind telling you. I'm also a big fan of college football, and I'm a little concerned. 
I don't mind telling you. I'm just curious as to how this is going to work out. And uh, I'm t- what I'm talking about is the deal with the the NCAA and the college football playoff. Okay, I mean literally. The college football playoff just now for next year obviously adopted the 12 team, and we knew it was just for two years because that's when the original contract is up so they can make changes for the 26th season. We know the 24th season and 25th season seasons are going to have 12-team playoff, five automatic bids, seven at-large bids. They are already talking about the possibility of in 2026, the 26th season, going to a 14-team college football playoff. And I think it's because, at least what I'm hearing is one of the reasons, is the Big Ten and the SEC kind of throwing their weight around a little bit. Like, they want more than one automatic qualifier. In other words, there's no way in the world that the ACC or the Big 12 should have the same number of automatic qualifiers as the SEC and the Big 10. I don't know how I feel about that. It seems kind of weird to me. I think if you're good enough, you're going to get an at-large bid. I get it. Maybe it's from a seeding standpoint, but... I know y'all know this. I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. Y'all know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. I it took me a while to figure out what that bracket would look like. Well, here's what it would look like. There would be two teams getting automatic buy that would get buys. And then there would be 12 teams, six games that would those six winners would join the two that got automatic buys to then play quarterfinals, semifinals, and championship game. So instead of four teams getting buys, two teams would get buys, and then the other 12 teams would pair up, however the committee put them together, to come up with six teams that advance to the quarterfinals to join the top two seeds that I'm sure would have to be conference champions. You heard Chris Gordy yesterday say, come on, get rid of all these automatic qualifiers. Let's just get the best 12. Well, until they break away, until they get out from under the NCAA umbrella, we all know that ain't happening. If you think if you think that needs to happen, then you're a big fan of the Power Five leagues and program or certain programs in the Power Five breaking away and having their own little party. That's just my opinion. One thing I don't want to see is what you're about to hear Charlie Baker talk about with Dan Murphy. He's an ESPN staff writer, Dan Murphy is. Charlie Baker, of course, about to conclude his first year as the president of the NCAA. Uh, And Bill, I'm about to play audio, brother. I guess I just need to hit that button. So um, we're going to play this for you. This is Charlie Baker... And we we got through all the stuff you don't want to hear, but this is him addressing the possibility of increasing the number of teams that make the NCAA basketball tournament. Makes my skin crawl, quite, quite frankly. 
to be honest. Here's Charlie Baker with Dan Murphy. One of the things on the table in the past couple of weeks that some of those big conferences have brought up is expanding the NCAA tournament or eliminating some automatic qualifying bids for smaller conferences. How do you feel about that? Most of the people who follow college sports think the NCAA tournament in basketball is perfect, right? So anything that's done to change it needs to be done with care and consideration. I certainly think there's an opportunity there to do more, to find a way to bring more teams into the tournament. And that's a conversation that the basketball committee is currently having. We may have more to say about that between now and the end of this year's tournament. I think expanding the tournament is about expanding access. I think that's a better way to think about it than using it as an opportunity to restrict access, especially given the fact that so many people believe that part of what makes the thing great is everybody gets a chance having to Having the Cinderella's. Right. What do you think about the future of collective bargaining or athletes organizing, even if it's not as a union, into some sort of players association? I think those sorts of things can be enormously positive. I don't want to get too far down the road on the hypotheticals here. What I would really like to do is just get to the point where some of the stuff that I think everybody agrees would be good things to do for student athletes can actually get enabled somehow, either through courts or, or through Congress. A lot of the bills that I've seen proposed in, in one form or another in Congress would have an ultimate impact of, of slowing down players moving and, and thus eliminate some of their market Yeah, I'm not, I'm not much on that. Do they transfer more than they did 10 years ago? Yes. Do they transfer more than their peers who aren't student athletes? No. One of the things I hear from kids when I talk to them about this issue is coaches walk out on their contracts. What about us? It's been three, four years now that the NCAA has been asking Congress for help. What's plan B if Congress doesn't help? I do think some of these issues Congress will need to deal with at some point just to create clarity. Um, there, there really isn't a path forward here. Even if you go, even if the court decisions are only permanent for as long as someone doesn't challenge one of them, right? So even if you head down that road, at the end, you're still going to need something to get done somewhere along the lines that actually says, this is how this framework should work. And that's got to come, that's ultimately got to come from Congress. All right, so what did you take from that? I'll tell you what I took from it. Please don't change the NCAA tournament. The, even the first four kind of gives me the heebie-jeebies, quite frankly. I was good with 64, okay? I was good there. I didn't need the first four games. I didn't need eight teams playing for four spots to move into the into the regular field because it's put off and it's literally perceived and presented as a play-in. They can say all they want about first four, and it's really the first round. That's a crock. You know as well as I do, that ain't the first round. That's a play-in. That's like conference tournaments that have the four worst teams playing to join the other six, if you had, or other, however many you got in the real tournament. So I'm not buying the first four as being a real parlor. They make the court look just like the other ones, right? And so they, they literally check all the boxes for you. But what really got me there was when Charlie Baker was talking about the transfer thing. Because Dan Murphy was saying, what are we going to do to keep this transfer craziness from happening? And he and Murphy was going about the restriction of transfers. And literally, 
Baker seemed like he almost cut him off and said, nah, I don't follow that. I'm not that way. And he gave this analogy. Says he talks to a lot of the kids, maybe student athletes and non-student athletes. He said that the student athletes tell him, no, wait a second. The coaches can walk out on a contract anytime they want. Why, why shouldn't we be able to go whenever we want to? So that was a deal. And he said this. I thought this was interesting. He said the normal student body, the non-student athletes, transfer to other colleges at a higher rate than the student athletes do. My fear on that is, is that may change. If you let the student athletes have never-ending opportunities to go elsewhere, I, do, I hope that Charlie Baker believes that the windows of opportunity to do that need to be reeled in a bit so as to allow the coaches of these sports to have an opportunity to fill their roster upright. You don't want people to be able to transfer when a coach feels like they've already got things set for the following year. So I think the calendar, and we've heard, we've talked about this for a while, the calendar needs to be adapted, needs to be changed to make all this happen. Folks, we may not even recognize college athletics in the next five years. What we will recognize is the great work that Carol's Carpet Flooring America does. Literally, the most recommended flooring store in the River Region. Friends send their friends there. Again, it's an investment, people. When you go to buy gas, that's not an investment. That's just a purchase. If you go buy a sandwich, not investing, a per that's just a purchase. If you go to get new flooring in your house, your second home, or your office complex, that's an investment as are countertops, if you're doing that as well. If you're making an investment, you need to do a little research. You want to take your business to a place that you know is going to handle it right for you. Best product, best service, best price, and best warranties. When you get all of those things taken care of, you are good. Carol's Carpet Flooring America, locations in Prattville and Montgomery. Get by and give them a chance to earn your business. We'll take a break. We'll check in with Will Fisher, talk golf for a few minutes. Daryl Dapperts later on in the hour. We're going to have a good time with that. You stick around. More rolling your way on a Thursday edition of the Max Roundtable. This is ESPN's Laura Rutledge, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable on ESPN, The Ticket, and ESPN 1067. The thoughts and opinions of the host of the Max Roundtable do not necessarily represent those of Max Credit Union or other sponsors. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com slash Elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. It was 1917. Charlie Chaplin appeared as the little tramp. Walt Disney graduated from high school and Woodrow Wilson was reelected president. And in Montgomery, Chris has sold their very first hot dog. You're cheating. 
forward to the 1950s, Hank Williams was hanging out at Chris's. Up through the 70s and 80s, many stars and politicians discovered Montgomery's little secret. Jump ahead to the new millennium, Riverwalk Stadium, the alleyway, and the new downtown. It's now 100 years later, and Chris's is still serving their world-famous hot dogs at 138 Dexter Avenue. How long has it been since you've tasted the city's most famous hot dog? Make Chris's part of your family history. Still family-owned and operated, Chris's makes every hot dog and hamburger to order. Take Chris's to your next party or event. Call-in orders are welcome online at chrishotdogs.com and on Facebook. Chris's Famous Hot Dogs. Taste the tradition. Beasley Allen is proud to support the Troy Trojans. Beasley Allen has been helping those who need it most since 1979. This applies to the clients they serve, but also to the community. The firm is involved in a wide variety of service projects that touch the lives of individuals in several locations, including the River Region. Visit them online at BeasleyAllen.com or follow them on Facebook, LinkedIn, or YouTube. No representation is made that the quality of the legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of the legal services performed by other lawyers. Introducing Budweiser Zero. Zero percent alcohol, zero grams of sugar. Full Budweiser flavor. A refreshing alcohol free brew that tastes like the real thing. Budweiser Zero. Zero alcohol. Zero compromise. Wiley Sanders Truck Lines is actively seeking verifiable, experienced, over-the-road and dump truck drivers. They are currently operating 39-foot, east manufacturing, frameless and dump trailers, hauling fertilizer over the road, and you'll be home on the weekends. Get great pay with one-year minimum verifiable experience required. Your pay will be based on that experience. Wiley Sanders offers Blue Cross and Blue Shield health insurance, dental, vision, and life insurance, 401k, plus you will get a $1,000 sign-on bonus. Wiley Sanders is also seeking cement and lime drivers. You must have six months verifiable experience in a combination vehicle. Pay again is based on that experience. The job also requires experience blowing off cement and unloading lime. This division also offers a $1,000 sign-on bonus. These are local positions where you will be home daily. Call 855-777-9785 or 334-372-5049. That's 334-372-5049. At Wiley Sanders, they put God and family first. February is made for love, and Larry Puckett Chevrolet would love to thank you for helping make January a great month, and they intend to make February even bigger. Now, you may be asking yourself, how do they intend to do that? Easy. It's by offering the lowest car and truck prices in central Alabama. New 2024 models, cars, trucks, and SUVs are arriving daily. They even have some new 2023 models that they are giving year-end, year-begins deals. Larry Puckett needs used cars and trucks, so... Whether you have a trade-in or just an extra car you want to sell, bring it to Larry Puckett Chevrolet and get a great offer. You'll love the prices, you'll love the selection, you'll love the service, you'll love the financing, and you'll love your buying experience so much, you'll want to tell your neighbors. That's why for umpteen years, Larry Puckett's customers have been doing the talking. Larry Puckett Chevrolet, Cobbs Ford Road in Prattville. Before you stop by, you can shop them online at LarryPuckett.com. Welcome back to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos, brought to you by Max Credit Union. 
Get in touch one of three ways. Call 334-517-1210, text 334-313-1170, or email mrt at espntheticket.com. Save me from those double bogey blues. I'm not sure the best first subject for the director of golf at Capitol Hill. I'm not sure if it's golf or in and out burgers. Uh, because apparently that was a problem. Uh, last week in Pacific Palisades, California, Will Fisher joins us. Will, how are you, bud? Man, I am doing fantastic. How are you guys? I'm doing good. Uh you know, we've heard all the rumors that too many guys went and had the old staple, apparently, that you got. I've never had one. I've been to California a few times. Never really care to have them, but looked like Jordan Spieth got sick. Looked like Tiger Woods got sick. Not not a, yeah. good, not a good look here, bud. Right, yes. If you're going to California anytime soon, uh, I would avoid the in-and-out fast food restaurant. Uh, they must be having a slight issue with uh, cooking their hamburgers well done. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, not, not good. I mean, two of the main people I wanted to watch in the Genesis Invitational were Jordan Spieth and Tiger Woods. Let me ask you this question. And, and obviously, Jordan got DQ'd. There's been a big push this week in the world of golf, kind of bringing up kind of ripping the Band-Aid off old wounds, bringing up old war stories, saying that the PGA Tour rules when it comes to signing scorecards is antiquated. You know, back in the day when that rule came about, there wasn't automatic electronic scoring. There wasn't – we weren't getting the scores, you know, wired back in with people uh, watching every shot that's taken. Uh, And I think that's – why it was so important then but is it as important now you're you're a pga guy is that a rule that that should be changed in your opinion um no it shouldn't and and i'll tell you there's a couple of reasons why but number one you know the pga tour um right wrong or indifferent um really is projects you know these guys are the role models for golf and and, and i don't necessarily disagree with that but but um, so you know, Judge no Judge Smales scoring. Judge Smales is not the role model for keeping scores. Correct. What you're telling? Correct, correct, correct. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I mean, listen. There's no digital scoring in high school. There's there's not digital scoring yet in college, and I don't know that they'll go to that. They they might at some point. It's a great point. I know the NCAA does some of that, but it's not digital. It's more live scoring where they're where the the players are giving their scores to people and they're entering them into a, a web system so that, you know, if you're not, if you're a loved one that's playing an NCAA, NCAA championship, you can follow along. But anyway, no, I, I, I you know, it's, it, it's part of the, there's just some things that just shouldn't change. You know, this is, um, this is me being, you know, I don't know, um, a little bit of a, you know, in love with certain parts of, of the history of the game and, and listen, you don't have to do any of the math. That's always been a rule is that you don't have to worry about adding things up in case you miss add. You only have to ensure that your hole by hole is correct. And um, and I understand what the players are saying that, you know, we've got all this happening now. Um, you know, 
we should not have to turn in, you know, be required, I guess, in, in theory, to turn in a scorecard. But I also don't like PGA Tour going in and enforcing a rule or making a ruling based on somebody calling in because they saw something on TV. Yeah, yeah. I don't like that either. I don't either. Right? And, and so this is, you know, in my opinion, you know, I know we've got lots of great technology stuff out there. If you want to implement some of it, that's fine. But the taking away the scorecard and the guy being responsible, being responsible for your whole-by-whole whole score on the card, I don't think should change. And I'll tell you something. I would be blown away if Augusta National ever changed in that scenario, right? And and to me, I consider Augusta some of the one of the gatekeepers for some of the history of golf that you know shouldn't change. And um, and I just I don't think they should change the scorecard thing. I think. You know, I hate it for Jordan, um, you know, but for anybody that's playing in an event, you know, you're responsible for your actions and you should be responsible for keeping up with your score uh, along with the other guy that's holding your scorecard. And at the end of the day, you need to sit down at a table, which they do often, always anyway. You see them do it when they're talking about playoffs. They're sitting down and you can watch them compare hole by hole. And, um, and, and I think that's something that shouldn't change. You know, maybe I'm old fashioned in that sense. I don't know. Well, I want to say this, uh, you talked about technology, you know, enforcing the rules of golf with cameras everywhere. Uh, see, and, and you said, you don't like that. You know, that ought to be something. Yeah. Uh, I have one exception to that. And that is if it ever involves Patrick Reed. Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. You knew right where I was going with that. But here's why that's never going to impact me, because I don't watch the live tour. Uh, but, but he will be playing, I'm sure, in some majors. I think there ought to be literally a rules camera that follows him everywhere he goes the second he gets on the property. Yeah, I I don't have a problem with that. I I would agree with you that he should have his own personal rules, uh, rules official, and not not with his group, with him. Yeah, with right? him. Not that so just much, follows right? him around. Correct. That's correct. A hundred percent agree with that. And uh, yeah, I, you know, I listen. If you know the 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 deal with you, know, you think back years ago, the deal with Dustin Johnson when he was at Whistling Straits. That horrible. And and you know that that. That shouldn't be. That should not have been forced. Enforced the way it was. It was it. A, did he make an, um, an error? Yes, he did. You know, and even I still think that to some degree he really did think he was in what they would consider a, a waste bunker. But um, you know, I I don't like that. And I and I and I put the scorecard in kind of that same uh, component. You know, that the scorecard really should be something i mean really we're talking about you're, you're required to go out and play golf and 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 execute your strategy whatever whatever that is and then you're required to keep up with your score i mean are we is it i don't think that's asking too much you know i'm with you i mean i totally agree with it um is this kind of you know i'm sitting here following along i know you and i are in a weekly little fun fa fantasy uh, golf league, and it, it adds a lot of enjoyment to our weekends watching golf if indeed we're, our team is not sucking uh, right. li like mine did uh, last week. Um, but it, it's like the next few weeks, 
just really don't jack me up much. Uh, the Mexico Open doesn't do much for me. Uh, whatever the Cognizant Classic is, that ain't doing much for me. The Puerto Rico Open ain't doing much for me either. Uh, I don't really get back with a high-intensity level watching golf until we get to the Arnold Palmer Invitational, quite frankly. No, I agree 100% spot on. That was That's the event where you start, you're like, okay, here we go. This is going to be where the real golf, and, and I don't I have no offense to the the events you just named. Fake this golf. is going to be where the real, <laughs> right? This is going to be where the real golf starts, and and um, because you know, Arnold Palmer's that's a really tough venue. It always plays very tough, um, and you get to see some of the best. Then, um, it, it, and I don't know, you you got may have the schedule in front of you. I but do. Then you got Nicholas's tournament that's down there. And, Actually, and you got the, after the Palmer, you got the players. The the very the next week, okay. okay. Uh, you know yeah. the schedule changed last year, right? Uh, then Valspar, then then the uh, Houston Open, then the Texas Open, then the Masters. You know Nicholas's tournament. Uh, I'm trying to find out where they moved that to. Uh, it, it's, it, in it the, it's in June. It's in June. The Memorial Tournament uh, there at Muirfield is the first no, week no, no, of no. June. There's one that he does with uh, the Children's Hospital. And the yellow ribbons and all that. It's in that Florida swing. Okay, I'll find it. Uh, the Memorial's a week before the U.S. Open, by the way. Correct. Uh, Correct, yes. Let yes. me see yes. what you may be talking about. Um, and it's... I'm not sure what you're like, talking is about. Inverness, is that right? Inverness? Is that Inver- Inverness, Inverness is... Uh, it may be... Uh, could it be Innisbrook? The Valspar? Innisbrook. That, is that is that That's the Valspar, yes. He, okay. Innisbrook is like his home course down in Florida. Gotcha. Is in, in that area. Um and so that's and he designed that golf course. And so um it's it's got um all the 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 like the it's a three core and three hole swing back in there. The the Bears trap, I think is what they call it. Yeah. Um, that's right. And, I remember. Yeah, it now. so that's that's the other one that's a really good event typically, and and I think that you know, so on top of that, I think the other big news that has happened in the last couple of days in golf is is I know it's not going to be much, but for those of us that love Tiger, is that Charlie is going to attempt to qualify for one of the I think it's the Honda down there in Tampa. I love it. And uh, I, I do. I love it too. I, I just want to, you know, I want. He wants to be challenged. He's going to get an opportunity. He, I'm, sh- you know, I would be shocked if he qualified and got in. But I just love the fact that he's wanting to do this and and loves to the challenge and accepting the challenge. Um, you know, that's that's hard to find this day in, in young athletes to really want to accept the challenge. And uh, Charlie's wanting to do it, so I'm 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 hoping that he uh, he can accomplish it. That would be cool. Uh, you, you would know this better than me. Does he hit it a long way already? I know his mannerisms are the same as his dad's. How old is he? Is he 15, 14? He, he's fifteen? He's fifteen, and uh, he does. He he's already hitting it uh, out he's there. Already, he's already getting in over three hundred. Um, you know, total total yardage. I think I'm not sure he's there on carry just yet but uh but he's there on total for sure he's in that 310 to 320 range in total yardage you would know the answer to this question much better than that we got about a minute left i'm gonna get you to tell us about capital in a second but what's his trajectory are people 
outside of the woods influence believing that this guy's going to be a PGA Tour player? You know, I think that's hard to say. I mean, I I, I don't know that they're ready to say that yet. Okay. I mean, you know, Davis Love's kids were really, really good players. That played one of them played. Drew played at uh, right. Alabama, if you remember. Yeah. Um, and was a good player for Alabama. But to be that next level, to be that the elite of the elite, is really hard to do. And Drew was one. Drew Love was one heck of a player um, in high school and in college. You know, he he wasn't he wasn't a scrub. But he wasn't Justin Thomas. You know, in college or or Jordan Spieth, but but he was a good college player, uh, right. and so I think that's hard to say just yet. All right, man, tell us about everything we need to know there as the weather continues to warm up. How do we tap into the best golf facility in the South? Absolutely, they can give us a call at three three four two eight five eleven fourteen. Check us out on the web at rtjgolf.com slash Capitol Hill. Make tee times and more there. We. You know, it's that time of the year. It's getting to really be golf season. So come out, work on your game at the range. And uh, and then, you know, you know, if you don't have a trail card, come in and talk to us about the trail card. We'll explain the program. But it's it's one that you got to have if you live here in the area. You make it up in one visit, folks. It's a no-brainer. Will, you're the best, my friend. We'll do it longer next time. Take care of yourself. We'll talk soon, okay? Absolutely. Thanks, Doug. Y'all have a great week. You do the same, Will Fisher. When we get back, it's reminiscing time with the man, Double D. You know him these days for the great work he does on Locked on Auburn, but you're about to know him as a guy. We share stories about this every stinking year. 44 years ago today, late afternoon, USA knocked off Russia in the 1980 Miracle on Ice semifinal game of the hockey tournament. We're back with that right after this. This is Dory Noka. You're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos on ESPN The Ticket and ESPN 106.7. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more, and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com slash Elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. Hitching a ride to the lake, hauling a camper, whatever your adventure, trust Basil's Truck and Camper to help you haul your toys. The state's only draw-tight hitch pro, Basil's can install hitches, camper shells, and truck accessories. Whether you need a fifth-wheel hitch or a B&W gooseneck hitch, Basil's Truck and Camper stands ready to hook you up. Basil's is home for rock solid, the best in enclosed trailers. Visit Montgomery's most trusted dealer, see their hitches, camper shells, trailers, truck accessories, and more by visiting 507 Northeastern Boulevard or cruise by Basil's tc.com at stanley steamer we go beyond carpet cleaning we're also experts at cleaning air ducts the average home collects up to 40 pounds of dirt dust and allergens in its air ducts each year stanley steamer thoroughly cleans your air ducts and every part of your ventilation system making your home cleaner healthier and more energy efficient and that helps you breathe easier call now about a free in-home air duct inspection call one Your home cleaner. 
This is Johnny from Sinclair's from Vaughn Road. We've been in business almost 30 years. Sinclair's East, Vaughn at Taylor. I think if you hadn't tried us, you should give us a try. We've got a great menu, offered anything from chicken fingers, wings, salads, fajitas. At lunchtime, we do great country lunch with different vegetables and different meats every day. Sinclair's, where you get great sandwiches and our daily meat and three special at lunch, two great pasta, chicken, steaks, and seafood for dinner. Our most popular items are we got a soup called She Crab Soup which is extremely popular. We've got a bunch of pasta dishes, which people love. Mediterranean chicken is my favorite. Sinclair's. We do live music, light stuff on Wednesdays and Thursdays, and then on Fridays and Saturdays, maybe three-piece bands or four-piece bands. Come see why Sinclair's has seen lesser restaurants come and go over the years. Johnny Sullivan Sinclair's at the corner of Vaughn and Taylor. Find them on Facebook at Sinclair's East. Google search Sinclair's Restaurant. Sinclair's. Matt Parsley here with Budget Car and Truck Sales Montgomery and Prattville. We've moved all our inventory to the Montgomery location for this huge event. One-stop shopping with no waiting. Selling your car? Buyers on site. Most offers way over Kelly Blue Book. Banks and loan officers with rates from 1.9 and terms up to 84 months. All in one giant location. It's dime time. Dime time's the right time for you to buy a nicer, newer car you deserve. That's right, one thin dime. Keep the jingle in your pocket with Dime Time. For this event, Budget's teamed up with Capital One. If you received an invitation for this event, you're approved. Getting approved is fast, simple, and easy with banks that want to say yes. With even bigger news, the Capital One event has now been open to the public with no impact to your credit. 100% credit approval is our goal. So if you've got a dime and some time, Dime Time could be right for you. BudgetSaysYes.com. That's BudgetSaysYes.com. One giant location, 61 Mendel Parkway, just off Atlanta Highway, next to Fraser Church in Montgomery. Call 334-244-9777. Dime Time. Did you see that fumble? Okay, I found a recipe for apple crumble. Do you want me to continue? No. Step one, take four apples and cut them into slices. I don't know how to do that. Okay, calling dad. There's enough artificial in the world. Hello? Hello? Michelob Ultra. No artificial colors or flavors. Superior light beer. The 41st Alabama State Games return to Birmingham June 7 through 9 with over 25 team and individual sports for athletes of all ages and abilities. We're excited to announce through a partnership with Perfect Game, softball is returning to the games. Also, brand new sports include 7-on-7 football, rock climbing, and WRPF powerlifting. Registration opens for all sports March 1st, so get ready to win academic scholarships in Alabama's own Olympic-style games. Register at allagames.com. That's A-L-A-G-A-M-E-S dot com. The Max Roundtable with Doug Amos brought to you by Max Credit Union rolls on. Doug would love to hear from you. Call 334-517-1210. Text 334-313-1170. Or email MRT at ESPN the ticket dot com. The election off gets checked by Ramsey. McClanahan is there. The puck is still loose. 11 seconds. You've got 10 seconds. The countdown going on. idea how any American could listen to, I don't care if you're a sports fan or not, how any American, even 44 years later, 
watch that, listen to the call from Al Michaels and Ken Dryden in Lake Placid and not get a tear in their eye. Let's welcome in my good buddy, Daryl Dapridge. He is my hockey go-to guy, but he's also my Olympics go-to guy. Whenever we see the American flag somewhere, we get emotionally invested into it. Dap, how you doing, buddy, on this Thursday? Man, I... I got goosebumps right now listening to that. I mean, I still do get emotional. It's amazing. It Um, is, isn't it? I mean. 44 years later, and just the the audio of that, I watched the game last night, you know, on YouTube. Dude, me and you share so many similar traits and things. And I I tell you, we could be watching curling. Yes. And if the United States is winning, I'm going nuts. We did that like four years ago. We did. (laughs) It doesn't matter. I don't care. Give me the flag. Uh, there was one sport, and I'm not going to mention it. It wasn't an Olympic setting. It was a World Cup setting. Well, I did mention it. That I really didn't have that feeling towards, and it's the only time in the history of my 55 years on this earth I didn't get emotional or really pull, and it was just a strange feeling. But anyway, the um, you know, I want to say this publicly. I'm so glad that this popped into my mind because I haven't had the opportunity. It's been four years. This has been the gr- That was the greatest sports moment of my life as an 11-year-old watching that. And for you to grant me the opportunity, and because of my relationship and affiliation with you, period, it's the only reason why, to have the opportunity years later to interview Michael Ruzioni on the show with you, you talk about a lifelong dream, not possible without you, my relationship with you, my friendship with you, the affiliation. You literally made a kid's dream come true all those years ago by I had to keep pinching myself as we were talking to him and interviewing him so thank you for that all these years later I want the opportunity to tell you how much that meant to me to be able to fulfill that dream it was other than Roberto Clemente to be able to interview Michael Ruzioni was the pinnacle for me and you made that happen so thank you you're welcome brother it meant a lot to me to be able to do it with you because I you and I way prior to that interview and he's got a book out and Daryl and I I got us both one and then we Remember, we sent them, we got them autographed and oh, yeah. got them sent back. <laughs> and, uh, and talking to a Ruzioni, uh, who I think still raises money for Boston U, uh, I believe he's still in that role. But um, I, I literally, Daryl, for I was 20, you were 12. Right. And. There's so many neat stories, and I think you may have one or two yes, that I do. you I got a couple shared. nuggets, yes. And and I, got, I got me. a couple, too. I'm, sure. I'm just going to give you the floor because I okay. don't want to step on you. You're the one that wanted to do it first because I've got a nugget, too, but you may have one of mine, but I want you to be able to present it. So just a couple things, and I'll be they're real short. Take to your talk time. About. These are things that maybe people missed, yeah, right? They're yeah. under. So the first thing is when you hear that broadcast – Everybody, really, the iconic line of, do you believe in miracles? Yes, I get it. That is the iconic line it deserves to be. There's an underrated part of that last 10 seconds. With two seconds left to go in the game, you hear Ken Dryden say, it's over. And to this day, it sets up the do you believe in miracles line so much because him saying it's over. And emphatically, this is a goaltender that got lit up in the Soviet Select Series when the all-star NHL all-star teams used to play the Russians. And the Russians had their way with the NHL all-stars because of the style they played. So Dryden, who was an elite goaltender, 
And a Canadian, by the way. And a Canadian and played on the Canadian team and was a Montreal Canadian. For him to say it with such verve and enthusiasm, it's over. I love that. It's just like it put the it put the boot knob on their throat the way he said it. And it's an underrated part of the broadcast that sets up the Do You Believe in Miracles that I think is worthy to mention. The Herb Brooks scene of the video portion of that last after the game's over. When he runs, he leaves. He sprints yeah. from the bench to the runway. Everybody knows why he did that. It's because he felt like the focus and the attention needed to be on those players and not him. And that's a goat move. That's an incredible move, and it's why he was. You have mentioned to me, and I never noticed it until you brought it to my attention, after the game is over and after Michael says his iconic line, he stays silent for three minutes. Yes, he does. And if you just listen to he sets up and lets the moment just resonate, that's underrated, right? No doubt. The last one is a personal story. You have shared so many personal stories about father and son with your golf thing. Yes. So as everybody probably – most people know, and just to set the scene, this game was actually played 4 p.m. Montgomery time, 5 5 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. out in Arizona – where I was living. And the reason it was always scheduled that way, ABC went to the Soviet hockey officials and begged them this to is allow the, one, this is the one I was going to share to move the start time yes, back. Yes. And they wouldn't do it. Now, of course, we begged them to not invade Afghanistan, and they didn't listen to that either. <laughs> but so you know, they wouldn't do it. And so that was, you know, that's the first little thing. Herb Brooks took everything and made it bigger, right? Because the Soviets didn't want. There are people having to leave the bread lines at the time. Yeah, because it would air at four a.m. Four a.m. Yeah. So, so, so that that so for me, for a young Daryl Dapperich getting off out of school at three p.m., the game had already started. There was no internet, no social media. I had no clue what was going on. I get home. I play with my friends in the street. Mom, my mom calls me to supper about five o'clock. She had it all set up. You guys are going to eat supper, and then you and your dad are going to watch the game at 6. And knowing that it was a weekend and knowing that if they won, they'd play Finland on Sunday, my mom already let me, she said I could miss church, Catholic Church Sunday. So it was a big weekend. So we're getting ready to watch the game. And you remember this, Doug, Jim McKay comes on and he goes, if you don't want to know the outcome. Exactly. But I I read it all over his freaking face. He was smirk. He could not. And I, my, this is clap. My dad looked at me, and he was one to known to be use some colorful language. And I'm not going to say it on the air. And he goes, Daryl, I think we just beat the bleep bleep Russians. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it, it, the second part of that was damn. And that's all I'm going to say. And my mom goes nuts. Al, why would you say that? He goes, it's the Russians. I can say what I want about the Russians. That doesn't count. We both kind of sensed from Jim McKay's body. Yeah, language, I remember that. Like yeah. it was yet. Now I will say this. Unfortunately, I knew already mm. because I was out shooting basketball. Uh, on my, I was home for the weekend, and my basketball goal was still up over on Old Farm Road. And whenever it was light, I had a light on the goal. I would be out there shooting basketball all the time, Daryl. And we had those intercom systems. Do you remember those things? Oh, yeah. I still have them in my house. There you go. You yeah. can you can listen to radio inside, outside. And talk to each to other. Yes. Come, come get supper. Right. Exactly. 
Well, I had that one on, obviously, listening, just had it on. I guess a new, some radio station was on, and some DJ came on and said, folks, you're not going to believe this, but that USA hockey team that just got beat 10-3 to a week earlier <laughs> at Madison Square or whenever that match, the, the exhibition was played, yeah. just beat the Russians 4-3 in the, in the uh, semifinal. And I, I remember going nuts. Because I know you and how you are about finding stuff out. Yeah. I'm surprised that disc jockey lived another hour. Well, I mean, that you didn't go find him in his studio and kill him. Well, but here's the deal. You, you know this. Nobody expected that to happen. Right. No. I mean, no. nobody mm-hmm. expected that to happen. I wanted a bronze. At that point, I was oh. I was so engaged because the very first game against Sweden, I had the flu and I got to stay home from school. I mean, I honestly had the flu. I didn't lie. And I was watching and they showed the U.S. Sweden game because I was watching it on ABC and because I was home on the couch and I was hooked when they scored late, pulled the goaltender, tied it to two Sweden. The Russians and the Czechs were like the three favorites. So it was kind of like, oh, and then we beat Czechoslovakia. Two days later, beat their tail. Started dominating. It started dominating. And so started winning. And, and so I started getting really, really into it. And I just was hoping for a bronze. I thought Russia was going to beat us. And then we were going to come back and hopefully, you know, win over che- uh, uh, the Czechs again or fi- or Sweden and, and win the bronze. And so, yeah, it put me at a whole nother level. I mean, I did not know the outcome. I felt like I knew because of McKay. But I'm watching that game, and the game ended about 9 o'clock. No, and then it's 8 o'clock Tucson time. I couldn't go to sleep. I mean, and the thing that sucks about that, Doug, that it happened in the 80, there's a purity of that with no social media and yeah, no internet. Right. But, oh, my gosh, I would have loved to bask in that glow. Like, you know, when you watch ESPN and you watch SportsCenter and you read stuff on it, we had none of that. I had to wait till the next morning to get the newspaper. I did watch the ABC affiliate. Well, I watched the Olympic coverage, and, of course, they talked about it and allowed you to kind of revel in it. But other than that, I mean, I would have wanted a shirt. I would have wanted to, you know, read about it on the Internet, watch sports or whatever. And it was just – and then, and then of course, you know, like a lot of people missed the point that you still had to beat Finland or you get no medal. Right. A lot of people forget that part. And that was – I got to – you know, Miss Church on Sunday and yeah, watched that I, I, live. I was, I was feeling bad uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, around church time with that one. Yeah, too. I asked for forgiveness <laughs> later. Yeah, I went exactly. to confession. But, I, you know, we, I was able to watch that one live. And, of course, in the United States, like they did, the whole Olympics fell, fell behind. But you just knew. You're like, nah. Oh, and they, they boat raced them after that. Yeah, it was 4-2. They fell yeah. behind 2-1. They scored three unanswered. But, um, yeah, just in a, I don't know. I could every year, you know, the movie helps with that, but just every year, like I got to watch. I've, and, and I've been getting into watching the other, the the underrated pool play games too, like West Germany and Norway and all that. And when Herb Brooks threatens, it's right on camera, it's right on video. He's on the bench and he threatens to wrap a bleepity bleep stick around a Czechoslovakian's plate. He says, number three, I'm going to take that coho and stick it up bleep, wrap it around your bleep. And he does it not once, but twice before ABC figures out, you know, we better cut away. You know, Daryl, I'll say this. People forget what a sad state our country was in in 1980. We had the hostage crisis going on. We were basically siphoning gasoline. 
Yeah. Uh, you had to go get gas on certain days. We were just not in a proud state, were we? No. Uh, the, the best country in the world times a million, yet we were feeling a bit sorry for ourselves back in 1980. Uh, nothing was going right. This absolutely shocked the heart back to beating in this country. People think that's an exaggeration. That's not not an exaggeration. It's not. I mean, our president at the time, Jimmy Carter, came on right before the Olympic Games started and said our country is in a malaise. We have a confidence problem. I mean, the president said that. You had gas prices. We talked about Russians in Afghanistan. Um, The the Russians were already going to boycott. We were already boycotting. Going to Moscow yeah, the summer, for the right? summer games, we had made that that announcement, that proclamation. Um, it was inflation. It, it was horrible. Yeah. And the, I think the worst thing of all was what you mentioned was the hostage situation yeah. that took the soul of our country. We weren't used to be people doing that to us and us not being able to retaliate. And even when we tried to retaliate, remember, Doug, it was a failure. It was the rescue mission was embarrassing. Yep. People lost their lives. Helicopters. Cra- I mean, we couldn't even pull that off right. And so, man, I can even remember at 12 years old being so patriotic and saying, you know, I, I want to be proud in my country. And this just completely, completely put it over the top. And then, of course, there was footage that came out later of the players in the locker room singing America the Beautiful. And it was, you know, I'm hugging. not sure I've seen that. Yeah, you need to try to find it. I found it on an old news show. I can't find it on the internet, but I remember in watching. In the locker room after Yeah, the, I remember. Uh, I remember ABC came out with a movie. Is it after the Finland game or after the Russia game? After the Russian game. Okay. So ABC came out with a movie in 1981 called Miracle on Ice, and Carl Malden <laughs> played, yeah, played Herb Brooks. And it was a made-for-TV movie, but it was still good because it showed live footage. Before they showed that movie, they were doing like a little clip thing of the America. You know, they were kind of promoting it, and that was the one and only time I saw it. Aruzioni started leading America the Beautiful, and then Sports Illustrated their article that came out the the Sportsman of the Year article that came out later when they were named Sportsman of the Year. They had a little blurb in there about how they were singing and crying America the Beautiful. Uh, just an amazing time. Again, if I could be transported to any one sporting event in time, that would I, be I, it. I've been able to – the Penguins have won the Cup. The Steelers have won the Super Bowl. The Pirates have won the World Series. Auburn has won a football – in my lifetime, I've had my sports teams accomplish tremendous things that I haven't been at, right? I've watched on TV. I don't care. I'd trade all of that to be able to go watch that game in that arena in Lake Placid in 1980 in a heartbeat. So do this for me. If you you find things that I could never even approach, I'll, I'll if look. you find yeah. it, please – Text it or email it to me. I will. Uh, I just looked on YouTube. I don't see it. Um, but I guarantee if anybody can find it, Daryl Dapridge can find it. And I wanted us to discuss one more scene mm-hmm. that is equally touching today as it was in 1980. And that was when Aruzioni invited his mm-hmm. teammates onto the platform. Uh, normally, just a representative from each team is there on the gold, silver, bronze platform in a team sport. The rest of the teams uh, are standing off to the side, uh, the rest of the team mates. And he said, remember, he he, he, sh- he literally did his hands, come on up here with me, and then put his hands around, come around me uh, up here. That if, if that doesn't grab your heartstrings, nothing will. Oh, it. 
I mean, I guess, yeah, he did that. Like, he stood up there by himself when the anthem was played, right? And then when the anthem was over, isn't that when yeah, he turned exactly. to his— Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's and, true. He, and he, said, he said, come on, and they all jumped up there and, you know, had their gold medals and were jumping on the platform. And I, I remember, like, the rush— <laughs> to rush its face you know they were so stoic but again what are they going to say i mean exactly you just wonder like if there was any trash talking you know going on of course they couldn't understand Wouldn't it know but what they were saying the two things that one two things were quick that i went back and i watched it some interviews too her brooks said obviously no one has ever skated with them even the nhl teams didn't skate with them so we're going to be able to skate with them in the third period they're going to be the ones that are tired in that case but he also People don't realize the underrated aspect of everybody understood the speed and the skating and the Herbies and all that. He also said they don't like getting checked. Yep. They hate the physical play. We're going to do both. We're going to be heavy and we're going to be fast. And I remember Russia getting really frustrated. And you know, Doug, the pro- how, how egotistical they were. They were down a goal with a minute to go and, never and refused to pull their goalie. Yeah, unbelievable. That's how arrogant they were. It's like, we don't need to. They, and also, they didn't want to lose 5-3. They didn't want that extra goal. <laughs> they didn't. Right. They, I agree. They're so prideful. They did not want to, to, to be, oh, you know, the Americans ice it by yeah. scoring an empty netter. Incredible. Just yeah. so many incredible counters. I think you'll agree with me here. we got about a minute to go. If you're one of the young people that are listen, have listened to Daryl and me discuss, I've already got about 30 texts thanking us for doing this, Daryl. If you're a young folk and maybe you're in that, that 30-year-old or below or even 40-year-old and below and you haven't seen it, maybe you've seen the movie Miracle, that's fine. Go watch the real thing. You can watch the real thing on YouTube. You've got a smart TV at home. Go watch the real thing and then come back and tell Daryl and me one day if that doesn't grab your patriotic heartstrings like nothing else you've ever seen in your lifetime. I I will go to my grave, Daryl, absolutely convinced that that will be the most amazing thing that's happened outside of my family or in the sports world or or country impactful thing that I will have ever experienced. It will, and I, I'm glad you said that because if people do watch it, please do yourself a favor and don't just pick it up, a broadcast which starts the game. You know, yeah. You've got to watch the Al Michaels, Ken Dryden, three-minute introduction. Absolutely. And, the, and what Michael said about People don't know a blue line from a closed line. Exactly. It doesn't matter. And he talks about the political ramifications. He says yeah. it's a game of you know game on a sheet of ice. He sets it up perfectly. I mean, and Dryden, underrated. People don't give him, I think, enough credit for his analysis throughout. He was the perfect he was. counterpart to have to Michaels. And again, it's over. I just, I, it still gives me goosebumps this day. With two, he says it with two seconds to go. The United States clears the puck out of their zone, right. and when he sees that. It was almost over. like he was breathing out. Like yes, finally he, it I was can an breathe. exhale. Yes, yes great yeah. point. Yep. And, and Daryl, the final thing is this. You and I also both agree. I'm going over time. Bill's mad at me. Um, the final point is this. That event, in my opinion, made Al Michaels. Yes. It changed the entire 
trajectory of his career. Mm-hmm. He became a, a little-known, or he, he, he grew from a little-known sportscaster to a stud in about two and a half hours. Absolutely. Well said, my friend. Hey, buddy, well thanks so much. And by the way, Daryl and I got bobbleheads coming for this. Woo-hoo! He's excited. I'm excited. The National Bobblehead Hall of Fame. Daryl, when that happens in July, can I beg you to come in? And when we talk to the to the guy, we'll already yeah. have ours. We will. And, and, you don't have to beg me, man. I'll be there with bells on or bobbleheads on. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and I, lo- I love it when you said they went, what did you say? They went heavy? You and they I, went heavy. You, yeah. and I, you and I are the two that need to discuss that. Perhaps. Yeah, I would be the checking guy that went heavy. I don't know if I'd have been the speed guy, but, yeah, they went heavy on him. That's hey, right. They buddy, we appreciate you. I know Locked on Auburn's big for you. You got spring practice starting next week. Followed uh, my man Daryl and Zach Blackerby. I think you're with, there on Wednesdays and Fridays. Correct, and uh, after basketball games. And correct. then Tuesday you're with the guy that we have now on regularly, Jacob Goins, in the afternoon. So. Um, enjoy, buddy. Always love Thanks, having man. you. We appreciate, appreciate it. you very much, my guy. See Take you care. Daryl Daprich. Wow, that was fun. We're back with Hour 3 right after this. This is the SEC Network's Roman Harper, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug on ESPN The Ticket and ESPN 106.7. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. 107.5 is W298BC Montgomery, ESPN The Ticket. For great interviews, listen to the Max Roundtable from 11 to 2 on ESPN The Ticket. We're going to be joined by Mike Eruzioni. The miracle on ice occurred in Lake Placid, New York. He was the captain of the 1980 USA hockey team that upset the Russians. A bunch of college kids beat the Russians, then beat Finland and won the gold medal. Like I said, it's nice that 40 years later, it's still something that discussed not every day, but when you talk sporting events, it usually comes up in the conversation. And look forward to talking to you uh, on the 50th. ESPN, the ticket. Tired of low wages? The open road has no boundaries, and Mid-State Driving Academy can have you making more money with a secure future. Get your CDL while working at your current job. Now enrolling for day, night, and weekend classes. After you get your CDL, Mid-State can also direct you to where you can get employment. They offer in-house financing with no credit check. So if you're tired of the same old routine and want the excitement of the open road, start trucking. Go to their website at midstatedriving.com or call 866-996-1889. I'm Gordon Stone, and it's a pleasure to speak with you today as the mayor of the Town of Pike Road. It's an honor for me to share with you one of the things that makes our community so special, the Town of Pike Road's mission statement. It is maintain character while planning for progress. This means that while the Town of Pike Road has experienced tremendous growth over the last two decades, strategic planning and citizen input allow us to grow without compromising the charm and essence of the historic communities within our town. 
We call this the Pike Road Town Center model, and it focuses on the unique opportunities in every area of our community. We have three town centers that feature schools, from the Waters to the Mount Meg's Mary area to the historic town center. We also feature an agriculture, recreation, and performing arts park in the Trotman Road area. By investing in and engaging every part of Pike Road, we encourage the connectivity and hospitality that has always made our town such a special place. Come see us in the town of Pike Road and experience what it means to maintain our character as we plan for and experience progress. Welcome home. Hey, Alabama, this is Frankie Bumps to tell you about Zaza Serious Italian. You know, we Italians eat like we're going to jail. You know why? Because we never know when we're going. Capish? Our food is authentic peasant Italian made to order. Our pizzas are hands down the best. If you mention my name, Frankie Bumps, we'll take 30 cents off your bill. I'm a generous guy. Zaza Serious Italian, nobody eats better than us. Zaza Serious Italian, a Montgomery tradition for more than a decade. In the alley, downtown. Introducing new Budweiser Nitro Gold. A lager brewed with toasted caramel malt and infused with nitro for a finish as silky smooth as a jazz sax solo. New Budweiser Nitro Gold. So smooth. Available now. Enjoy responsibly. 2020 Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Nitro Reserve Gold Locker. Ale in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. Here are the top 10 reasons why you should store your vehicle at the Montgomery Garage. Number 10. The weather in Montgomery is rainy, hot, humid, and very unpredictable. Number 9. Your friendly neighborhood association and their rules. Number 8. Your wife. Enough said. Number 7. The Montgomery Garage staff who are helpful, courteous, and professional, and most importantly, on site. Number 6. That vehicle has been an important family member for over 25 years and you won't just store it anywhere. Number five, your vehicle is so nice. Others like to dream about it, <laughs> it being theirs. Number four, the Montgomery Garage is a community of vehicle enthusiasts who don't mind sharing their knowledge and expertise. Number three, the rates are the same for every car, whether you own a Pinto or a Porsche. Number two, you can buy time and work to eventually get that vehicle back into action. Number one, you want your vehicle to be in a safe, secure, climate-controlled storage environment. Whatever your reason, Come see us at the Montgomery Garage, Montgomery's only exclusive vehicle storage facility. Visit us on the web at themontgomerygarage.com. Central Alabama's best sports can be heard on WTXK, Pike Road, Montgomery, ESPN, the ticket. Time now for Hour 3 of the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos. Brought to you by Max Credit Union on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region and on ESPN 1067 in Auburn, Opelika. To talk sports, call 334-517-1210 or send him a message into the Pig Enterprises text box at 334-313-1170. Enjoy today's final hour at the Roundtable. Brought to you by Max Credit Union with locations in the River region auburn and opelika max smart money made simple all right folks let me just tell you i know we went a little long uh into the second at third hour there there's nothing i enjoy more than reminiscing especially about an event that we still or I still have very vivid memories of, and there's nobody that could have enjoyed that more with me and made it better for me than Daryl Daprich. I don't know if you noticed, I called Daryl about this. 
we have what's called a rotator. Do you remember back in COVID, Daryl and I did a bunch of interviews with people like Greg Byrne and Butch Thompson and Reese Davis and a bunch of folks, a bunch of uh, guys that we got to do interviews with because you know, nobody was working, you know, so we literally filled the show up with things such as that. And it's really kind of how we got to the point here. We take calls on this program. We love the interaction of you get with you guys, but we try to present and create some interesting visits with people. That's kind of the direction we've gone. Uh, other shows go in different directions, and that's fine. We just feel here that having topical guests to talk about things that fit in their wheelhouse is the way to go. Uh, and then we have the text box and we get a lot of response from y'all. I counted them at the break. We had 44 people that responded to what we were talking about with Miracle on Ice. Didn't even know there were 44 hockey fans uh, in Lee County or Montgomery County. And that just makes my point. You didn't have to be a hockey fan to get into that back in 1980. But the the back to the rotator thing, we have about 15 of them. Rad did a great job of pulling all of the info or all of the interviews that we did. We had Stallings on once, and Charlie and I did that one, and, and Daryl did most of them with me. But the – and this is not by ch- – this is total by chance. This was not in put in there – this rotates. You never know what's going to play. Well, the first break or the top of the hour break, we play one of those just to promote the show. It talks about for the for for great interviews. Listen to the Max Roundtable on ESPN the Ticket. It was when Daryl and I talked to Aruzioni four years ago on this day, on Miracle on Ice Day. 44 years ago. Steve Blast, too. Daryl just reminded me, the Pittsburgh Pirate, great. Back when the Pirates uh, won the World Series, Daryl and I grew up huge Roberto Clemente fans. And I'm sitting here looking at the Steve Blast bobblehead that Daryl got. Uh, it's him in a Pirates uniform and holding a microphone. It's classic. Um, but the Aruzioni thing came on, and what he said to us, and, Dar- and Bill says, I hadn't heard the Aruzzi only one in weeks, and I hadn't either. Uh, and and I'm not, we're not going to pat Rad on the back for putting that one in because I don't think you know how to put them in. It's a, they all have the same number, cart number, and you're just, it's just by chance. And Aruzioni said, I'm just happy that people still want to talk about it 40 years later. I'll look forward to visiting with you two on the 50th anniversary as well. Well, that's six years away. I may or may not make that make it that far, but if I'm not, Daryl will be here. I'll make sure Bill gets him here and track down Aruzioni for the 50th anniversary. And again, you may have thought I sounded like I was kidding about encouraging you to do your own little research on this. I'm not kidding. If you're not completely in on what went down in Lake Placid in 1980, Go to YouTube, just get the full broadcast up. Like Daryl said, don't fast forward to the puck drop. Watch the pregame. That's when you hear, don't know the difference between a blue line and a clothesline on a sheet of ice and all of those references that Al Michaels made. 
I, if you will give us, and I'm, I'm putting Daryl in this plea, if you'll give us that two and a half to three hours, I'm not even sure how long the broadcast lasted, you will thank us later. I'm just telling I don't care if you're a, if you literally hate hockey to your core. Watch it. But you might want to just to kind of get the full feel of how a 12-year-old Daryl or a 20-year-old Doug was feeling at the time and their parents. You got Daryl's dad cussing like a racehorse, cussing like a sailor uh, in his living room. My parents were jacked up. If you want to get the full feel as to why they, how they might have been feeling, just go read a quick synopsis of where our country was in 1980. Get that going in or go to Wikipedia and read about the, the build up to it and how literally in the, the, the final exhibition game, the final exhibition came against the Russians on February 9. Today is February 22. Is that right, Bill? 13 days they played them, and they'd already played, what, three matches or four matches prior to the semifinal? Just less than two weeks later, they beat them after getting blasted 10-3. to The Russian... Manager, as they called him, head coach, whatever, Victor Tikhanov said that that 10 3 victory turned out to be a very big problem for their team. It turned out to be an incredible celebration for our country at a time when we needed it more than ever. I will tell you this. I'm not, well, I'm not even going to say that. People may think that that's wrong to say. But but for this guy that has made a life out of sports, it was the most impactful moment I can remember. Even prior to me getting into this industry, I was 20 years old and in college. It was that huge. And I've never, ever, ever been a guy that follows hockey like Daryl. I'm telling you right now, Daryl loves baseball. Daryl loves football. Daryl loves his Pittsburgh teams. He loves all those sports. I'm telling you, he loves hockey every bit as much as those sports. What a great time we had in our last segment. All right, we're ready to take a break. Mike Turk's going to join us during the timeout, the head coach of the Huntington Hawks. We're going to ask him about all that's going on. I may even play some of Charlie Baker's deal again. It's only two and a half minutes. I may get him, uh, because I want him to have heard this, so I may play it again for Coach, and then we'll discuss it. Stick around. It's the Thursday edition of the Max Roundtable. Hey, it's Peter Burns for the SEC Network. The best midday show in the Montgomery area and in Auburn, Opelika, is the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos on ESPN The Ticket and ESPN 106.7. The thoughts and opinions of the host of the Max Roundtable do not necessarily represent those of Max Credit Union or other sponsors. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. 
You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com Elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. Sunday, the race in action heats up in Atlanta. Harrison Burton is spinning down the back straightaway. Everybody going to the top side. Here goes Logano. The 22 wants the lead, and he's going to pick it up on four. A drag race back to the start-finish line. It looks like Blaney will get it by about three feet over Kyle Larson. Three wide into three. Bowman at the bottom of the racetrack. The Embedder Health 400, Sunday, February 25th at 1 p.m. Your station for NASCAR in the River Region. The ticket. We're Montgomery, Alabama, the place where the bus boycott gave birth to the civil rights movement. Did you know we are also a high-tech hub for education on the cutting edge of the nation's cyber defense and home to one of the few internet exchanges in the Southeast? We have exceptional weather, great shopping, fine dining, a symphony orchestra, one of the largest Shakespearean theaters in the world, and 90 city parks. The capital of dreams, proud of our past, poised for the future. Visit DreamMontgomery.com today. Shane is here from United, number one in the River Region when it comes to your indoor comfort. Does United go outside of the River Region? Of course. We have customers at Lake Martin, Lake Jordan, Selma, Tallahassee, Greenville, Tuskegee, and even Union Springs. So United is not only number one in the River Region, United is number one in Central Alabama. With quality workmanship, 100% satisfaction guaranteed, and affordable pricing, it should be no surprise. Also with over 300 years combined experience and the ability to service and repair all brands, why would you call anyone else? Don't forget, if your system is beyond repair, we have financing available with approved credit, and we can handle all your plumbing and electrical needs, too. If you want the most experienced and the number one AC company in the River Region that's ahead of its competition on all the latest technology, call United today at 262-0247. Or visit unitedheating.net and check us out on Facebook. Alabama certification number 84560. United, comfort. This is Russ Chandler. My family and I have been taking our vehicles to Japanese auto for over 35 years. There's three generations of Chandlers that use Japanese auto. We also take my wife's Suburban by there, and he works on that as well. In the past, we had taken our vehicles to the dealership, paid considerably more than what we pay Ronnie and his guys to do. Ronnie is straightforward. He's honest. If he tells you that this is wrong with your car and it's going to take this much to fix it, then he's going to take care of it. When you see the customer service and the level of professionalism, you will absolutely recommend Japanese auto to a friend. Hey there, Russell from Gales Down the Street Cafe. Are you looking for a fancy lunch place with white tablecloths and servers when they're whites and blacks? Well, if you are, this ain't it. If you're looking for a quality down-home country lunch where you get food like your grandma used to cook, Gales Down the Street Cafe is the place for you. If you're looking for roast beef, if you're looking for country vegetables, if you're looking for anything like your grandma would have cooked, Gales Down the Street is the place for you. 2741 Zelda Road. It's Gales Down the Street Cafe. Open Monday through Friday, 11 to 2. Want to grab lunch? I can't. Got to pick up my dry cleaning or I won't have anything to wear to work tomorrow. There's never enough time. That's why I switched to Worth Cleaner's new 24-7 Express kiosk on Vaughn Road. I can drop off and pick up my laundry and dry cleaning anytime I want, day or night. Wow. Worth Cleaner sounds like the solution. Worth Cleaners is excited to announce their 24-7 Express kiosk. This is the first service of its kind in Montgomery and will allow customers to drop off and pick up the dry cleaning and laundry at their convenience day or night any day of the year 
Even if you've never used Worth Cleaners before, you can go into their location at 7825 Vaughn Road today and use their 24-7 Express Kiosk. Instructions along with several descriptive photos are posted on the wall to aid customers who are first-time users. Visit our Vaughn Road location or find Worth Cleaners on Facebook for more information. Your family's clothing is worth it. Welcome back to the Max Roundtable with Doug Amos, brought to you by Max Credit Union. Get in touch one of three ways. Call 334-517-1210, text 334-313-1170, or email mrt at espntheticket.com. love the third hour on Thursdays because I get to visit with my lifelong friend Mike Turk, the guy that has made a Division Three iconic program at Huntingdon, certainly in the South, and he joins us now as he always does. Mike, how's the offseason going? What, what goes on during these months in recruiting for you? Yeah, well, we're still hard at it, and uh, you know, we we got kids on campus today, actually, and and have had campus kids on campus pretty much every day for for the last, uh, I guess, month and a half. But uh, uh, we're about to start our spring stuff. We we start that Monday, and uh, so recruiting will slow down a little bit for us during that time. Um, obviously, while we're while we're focused on our our current football team. Uh, but uh, it, it never ends, as uh, I'm sure you've heard uh, many times from college coaches. There's always something to be done on the recruiting front. I'm curious because I want to play something from Charlie Baker for you. He's the NCAA president, and he's the NCAA president president for FBS, FCS, Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. He, yep. he 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 oversees them all. And this is about a two-minute, two-and-a-half-minute deal here, Mike. And I want you to hear it because it's something that uh, he, when he talks about transferring, uh, and the guy that's in, I played this in the first hour, but the guy that, that I want you to hear uh, is – Dan Murphy asked him about it. He's the writer. But I want you to listen to it all, but especially listen to what Charlie Baker says about transfer rules. Do you you mind listening to this, and then we'll discuss? No, not at all. All right, here we go. It's on the table in the past couple weeks that some of those big conferences have brought up is expanding the NCAA tournament or eliminating some automatic qualifying bids for smaller conferences. How do you feel about that? Most of the people who follow college sports think the NCAA tournament in basketball is perfect, right? So anything that's done to change it needs to be done with care and consideration. I certainly think there's an opportunity there to do more, to find a way to bring more teams into the tournament, and that's a conversation that the basketball committee is currently having. We may have more to say about that between now and the end of this year's tournament. I think. Expanding the tournament is about expanding access. I think that's a better way to think about it than using it as an opportunity to restrict access, especially given the fact that so many people believe that part of what makes the thing great is everybody gets a chance Having to Having the Cinderella's. Right. What do you think about the future of collective bargaining or athletes organizing, even if it's not as a union, into some sort of players association? 
I think those sorts of things can be enormously positive. I don't want to get too far down the road on the hypotheticals here. What I would really like to do is just get to the point where some of this stuff that I think everybody agrees would be good things to do for student athletes can actually get enabled somehow, either through courts or, or through Congress. A lot of the bills that I've seen proposed in, in one form or another in Congress would have an ultimate impact of, of slowing down players moving and, and thus eliminate some of their market. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not much on that. Do they transfer more than they did 10 years ago? Yes. Do they transfer more than their peers who aren't student athletes? No. One of the things I hear from kids when I talk to them about this issue is coaches walk out on their contracts. What about us? It's been three, four years now that the NCAA has been asking Congress for help. What's plan B if Congress doesn't help? I do think some of these issues Congress will need to deal with at some point just to create clarity. Um, there, there really isn't a path forward here, even if you go, even if the court decisions are only permanent for as long as someone doesn't challenge one of them, right? So even if you head down that road, at the end, you're still going to need something to get done somewhere along the lines that actually says, this is how this framework should work. And that's got to come. That's ultimately got to come from Congress. All right. So a lot to unpack there with Mike Turk, our Thursday guest in hour three. I want us to concentrate Basically on his pushback on the transfer portal and basically saying, I don't want anything to restrict kids from transferring whenever they want to. Coaches can. Why can't the kids? And that's a dangerous, slippery slope to step on. <laughs> well, it is. Um, you know, the, the as we have talked about, um, you know, it, it, it does create its own set of issues. Um you know, that being said, uh, it's a fair point about the coaches being able to, to move around at will. Um, and, and the way that's been going on, you know, over the years, uh, you know, is there a difference in, in, in those two? Yeah, is that is, apples to apples? Yeah, right. My stance has always been the coaches are professionals. You know, that's what they're doing for a living. The kids are, are amateurs. They're not in the professional ranks yet. I don't know that we can say that anymore, um, you know, because of where we are with NIL and, and everything, the way things seem to be heading. Uh, so, you know, the, the, the obvious model to look at to me would be uh, the NFL. And uh, the, the college game has gone from – being able to do less movement than the NFL to, to in one fell swoop, more movement in the NFL. And that's where I think the problem lies. Um, it, it's not so much that they can transfer. It's, it's when and how all that comes to pass. Uh, the NFL is set up very well uh, for the agency you know, where, where there are certain windows that, that they can do that. They, they fit the calendar. They don't happen during the season. They happen after the season. Uh, we don't, you know, our, again, I, I always go back to our calendar uh, and, the, and the timing of when things occur uh, is, is outdated. And, uh, the, you know, it was set up a long time ago before NIL and Transfer Portal and all the things that we're dealing with now were a thing. And so, to me, that's ultimately what needs to be addressed. And uh, and I firmly believe, if somebody smarter than me can figure all that out, that uh, that it would be less of an issue 
uh, as we have today, the, you know, the, the mess that we're dealing with. Mike, are you, as a guy that is giving his life to coaching, are you concerned or do you believe it's going to get nothing but worse with really, really quality college coaches trying to get jobs in the NFL, which now requires much less time than coaching in college? I mean, like you said, in the NFL, you got to worry about it when they get to the free agent part or the year prior to their contract running out. Do you renegotiate? Do you give them more? Do you give them less? Or do you let them go? But you don't have to do that, but ever so often. College football coaches now, whether you be an assistant or a head coach, Mike, are going to have to re-recruit their team every stinking year. And, you know, the, you, you mentioned the, the time factor, um, you know, having, having, I've never worked in the NFL, obviously, but I have several friends that have, and, and they all say the same thing. Now they, they, they don't, they don't, they, they work. <laughs> oh, they work a lot too. They, I get it. Yeah. They, they, but it's structured in a way that is, that is, you know, doable. And, um, uh, and in the college game right now, it's just, it's kind of a free for all. Uh, in in a lot of ways, and and the best example of that would be the month of December. You know when your season, the regular season, has completed, and and you're waiting on a bowl game or possibly a playoff game, and you're also having to recruit your own players uh, to to stay on your team and in your program. You're recruiting uh, new players to to come in and and be part of of your program and you're trying to prepare a team for a bowl game and and that that is not good that is not healthy uh it, it's not what's best for the student athlete i can tell you that right now um and and that's really the the stance that that i've always taken is i am for what is best for the student athlete and you know in a lot of ways NIL and and the transfer portal uh, is what's best for the student athlete, right? But in the way we are currently set up, uh, I don't think that it is completely the best way we could go about helping them. And uh, and that, to me, that that really is what it boils down to. Uh, conceptually, uh, both both ideas I think have a place. Um, we did not do a very good job of implementing either, uh, in my opinion. And, uh, and that's kind of why you're seeing so many guys leave the college game now and go to the NFL. You know, it's not that they're going to have to work less or it's going to be an easier job or anything like that. It's just going to be more doable, you know? And, uh, and, and it's, it's, uh, it's a shame because, uh, the college game is going to suffer, uh, because of that, if we don't get it fixed. Uh, you know, when you, when you have a sitting head coach leaving a job in the same conference and becoming a coordinator in the same job. My guess is that when Chip Kelly left UCLA and maybe he was going to get fired soon or whatever uh, and decided to take the job at Ohio State, my bet is that there was some discussion between Ryan Day and Chip Kelly about time he would need to or didn't have to spend on the road because a lot of recruiting now, quite frankly, Mike, under the current setup, is how much money are you going to give me? 
I don't care what your <laughs> campus looks like. I don't care about all this stuff, who else you got, and where you think I'll be in two years. How much, What kind of NIL deal I'm going to get? Because now, when we think the rule changes, you can recruit me with a number instead yeah. of with a heart. Yeah, and that, that uh, you know, obviously I've never, never been in that situation. I just hear the things that you hear and uh and I've heard a bunch of those kind of stories and uh and you know that again that's not what's best for for the student athlete if you're and, and it doesn't matter if you're 18 years old or if you're 30 years old if the only reason you're making a decision is as important as that is based on a dollar amount then you're not making the decision for the right reasons and uh you know unfortunately uh, that's kind of where we are right now in a lot of situations. And, uh, and I don't think that's good. Obviously. I think that's, uh, again, um, I'm what's I'm for what's best for the student athlete and they should, you know, try to find a place that, that he is happy, uh, feels like home and, uh, and a place that's going to, going to grow him and make him better. Not the place that's going to write him the biggest check. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, we're, we're having to deal with some of that. You believe that this is the tip of the iceberg? We're going to have a lot of prominent head coaches leave and head to the NFL or just plain retire if they're old enough to do so? <laughs> well, uh, you know, I think I think we've already seen that begin to happen. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, that's uh, – that's, again, we're going to have to figure it out or, or the college game's going to suffer. Uh, but it's hard to blame, you know – Guys that are that are my age, you know, that are that are having to deal with things. They've been doing it a certain way for a certain amount yeah. of time, and you know, it's just uh, the, that there's something to that old dog new tricks saying, you know, that uh, uh, is uh, is is very very true. So, um, unfortunately, like I said, uh, it's going to cause some some backlash. We got about a minute and a half left. I'd, I'd love for you to discuss. What type of interaction you have with the NCAA? I know rules are different a lot for one, two, and three. You're three. Kind of talk about how the the brass there at the NCAA offices interacts with their Division three programs. Uh, most of most of what we we get is a survey oriented uh, through through emails where you you know you click on a link and. It takes you to a survey, and you're you're able to offer up your opinion and, yeah. and whatnot. And, and I'm of the opinion, and and I don't I don't I'm not complaining about this by any stretch. I I, I think you know it, I'm a realist. It is what it is. Uh, but I do think that that uh, for the most part, uh, most all the the things that the time that's spent uh, working on legislation and all it's, it's all geared toward the major you know division. Uh, and uh, and the rest of us are left to to figure out our parts of it, and uh, you know that uh, that's uh, again from from I'm not complaining about that. Certainly understandable. Uh, that's where the money is, and <laughs> goes back to that same conversation we just had. Uh, but uh, but I think more than anything, uh, that that's what you know. I I, I don't really. That we don't have a lot of input at our level. Um, you know, it's uh, it's again we get the surveys and we're able to voice our opinions and and all that. But uh, uh, for the most part, I think uh, that things are are catered, you know, to the to the bigger schools and, and the higher divisions. Mike, it's always a pleasure, bud. Love to your bride Danielle, and we will do it again next Thursday, my friend. 
Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you, Mike Turk, the head coach of the Huntington Hawks. We'll head to another sport with another head coach. We'll talk about Troy's future. Big game tonight for the Trojans. Scott Cross checks in when we return right after this on the Thursday edition of the Max Roundtable. This is Paul Feinbaum, and when I'm in central Alabama, I enjoy listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug on ESPN The Ticket in the River Region on ESPN 1067 in Auburn, Opelika. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more, and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at MyMax.com slash Elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. Golf season is still in full swing, and we are lucky to have the best public golf courses in America right here in the River Region. Capitol Hill in Prattville is home to three championship courses and has annually hosted the PGA and LPGA Tours. If you don't have time to play, take advantage of the best practice facility in the Southeast with Capitol Hill's 35-acre practice facility that features multiple teeing areas, three practice putting greens, and three practice bunker complexes. Best of all, as an Alabama resident, you can purchase the trail card and receive up to 50% off of regular price green and card fees as well as 15% off of selected merchandise and range balls to book your tea time at Capitol Hill one of the gyms on the Robert Trent Jones Golf Trail go online to rtjgolf.com or call the golf shop at 334-285-1114 that's 285-1114 Capitol Hill in Prattville should be your number one golf destination is your child getting the personalized attention they need to excel in math? Mathnasium has a solution for students of all skill levels. We assess each child's strengths and weaknesses, creating a customized learning plan. The Mathnasium method gives them the critical thinking skills they need to thrive, with the option to attend face-to-face online sessions or come to one of our thousand neighborhood learning centers. Mathnasium, we're changing lives through math. Learn more at mathnasium.com. Pizza Perfect is offering a super deal for you when you're watching all of the big games this month. In February, buy any large pizza and get $3 off. Pizza Perfect's buffet includes pizza, as well as spaghetti, breadsticks, salad, dessert, and drink for only $11. The buffet is available Monday through Saturday for lunch and for dinner on Tuesday, Friday, and Saturday. Pizza Perfect is also available for pickup and delivery. $3 off any large pizza in February at Pizza Perfect on Coliseum Boulevard in Eastbrook. Matt Parsley here with Budget Car and Truck Sales Montgomery and Prattville. We've moved all our inventory to the Montgomery location for this huge event. One-stop shopping with no waiting. Selling your car? Buyers on site. Most offers way over Kelly Blue Book. Banks and loan officers with rates from 1.9 and terms up to 84 months. All in one giant location. It's dime time. Dime time's the right time for you to buy a nicer, newer car you deserve. That's right, one thin dime. Keep the jingle in your pocket with Dime Time. For this event, Budget's teamed up with Capital One. If you received an invitation for this event, you're approved. Getting approved is fast, simple, and easy with banks that want to say yes. With even bigger news, the Capital One event has now been open to the public with no impact to your credit. 100% credit approval is our goal. So if you've got a dime and some time, Dime Time could be right for you. BudgetSaysYes.com. That's BudgetSaysYes.com. One giant location, 61 Mendel Parkway, just off Atlanta Highway, next to Fraser Church in Montgomery. 
Call 334-244-9777. Dime time. I'm Don Duncan with All-American Auto and Tire, your super dealer. The other day I was talking with a state employee who said, I wish I could use my WEX card at your location. My response was, you can. I'm sorry you didn't already know that. For over 16 years, All-American Auto and Tire has been proud to honor the WEX cards from state employees. We also honor the Voyager cards for federal employees. Those cards are good at all locations in Montgomery and in Millbrook. Tires, service, or major repairs. John Duncan's All-American Auto and Tire. There's one thing for certain in central Alabama this time of year. The temperatures are always uncertain. Keep your heating and air conditioning unit operating at peak performance all the time. Call Bill Bradley today at 262-8368. They offer same-day service seven days a week for heating, cooling, and plumbing. Call Bill Bradley, central Alabama's green dealer. Alabama certification number 84449. The Max Roundtable with Doug Amos brought to you by Max Credit Union rolls on. Doug would love to hear from you. Call 334-517-1210. Text 334-313-1170. Or email mrt at espntheticket.com. All right, we delayed our visit with Troy's head basketball coach, Scott Cross, for a couple hours because he was right in the middle of a shoot-around at First National Bank Arena there in Jonesboro, Arkansas. His Trojans take on Arkansas State tonight. Coach, good, good afternoon, brother. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Very rarely does a team get to get back up, dust itself off, and get back on the horse within a week of the and getting a chance to play the team that they just struggled against last week. You had a tough time at home a week ago uh, against this Arkansas State team. You get another opportunity tonight. Yeah, we're thankful for that. We didn't play our best basketball. We were not uh, tougher, more physical, uh, grittier team <laughs> in that game on Thursday. And obviously uh, we didn't get the result we were hoping for, but our guys bounced back on Saturday, got back to the team I know we're capable of, had a great game against Louisiana Monroe, and then quick turnaround, and here we are in Jonesboro, Arkansas, ready to play a game at 8 o'clock on national TV. And you're literally playing the same two teams this weekend as you played last weekend. These two are on the road Talk about Arkansas State a little bit. They play the what our fans need to, what our listeners will know more than than their head coach's name. But the kind of the Nate Oates uh, style of basketball, uh, they jack up quite a few shots. Brian Hodgson, a guy that was on Oates staff for a long time, it'll be a fast-paced one tonight, won't it, Coach? It should. Yeah, they score a lot of points. We didn't do a good job with that in the first game. Uh, they hit their first four threes against us. I think that spooked us a little bit, but we did have the lead uh, late, in the, you know, six minutes to go in the second half before we got a technical. And I believe they went on like a 15 to one run to kind of put the game away. Um, but in the second half, honestly, uh, the three ball was not what got us. They were driving us. They right. were dunking on us. Um, you know, our guys just were not locked in defensively the way we have been pretty much all year long. Um, so yeah, I feel much better about it today. I feel like our guys, uh, were very intentional and shoot around and, um, are, are highly motivated to 
stop them. It is a hard offense to stop. They do play five out there. Point guard Caleb Fields is very, very dynamic with the pick and roll. Kind of has a NBA point guard game to him. Like he, you can't speed him up. He's great at making reads. Great at finding the open shooters. They have a lob threat in Isaiah Nelson. It's a six ten that can jump out the gym. And uh, we didn't do a good job with him. He he had six dunks against us in the first game. And um, and then they have shooters all the way around. And then. They have one other dynamic player and a Taryn Todd that they'll, you know, move from one to two. And he's really good on the pick and roll and great getting downhill and finishing. And he made a bunch of plays for him as well. And then their four man, Freddie Hicks, uh, was a transfer from Tarleton State. Very, very tough physical driver, uh, rebounder, just knows how to play. He had a great game as well. So we had to do. You know, there's no guys that you can sag off of in their offense uh, outside of Isaiah Nelson, but he's always, you know, setting the ball screen and then rolling to the rim. So it makes it difficult. You have to kind of pick your poison. We've made our decisions on what we're going to do going in, into this game, and hopefully uh, these adjustments will make a difference. For Folks, us. here's what I'd suggest. Uh, I would suggest muting uh, the – TV tonight on ESPNU and turn it on here on ESPN The Ticket. Listen to Barry call the game from Jonesboro and you can watch it on the U. Tonight should be fun. I wanted to ask you this though. You, you went into last Thursday on a six game winning streak. I'd run you and Jennifer's text bill way up uh, with a bunch of texts in a row and just have one segment of the game that really when it slipped away from you. It wasn't a full game thing. You led at the half. You led with eight minutes to go, as you said. It was a one segment of the game. How do you handle that as a coach, say, the next day? You had to turn the page because you had ULM coming in, but I'm just curious as to how you handled that disappointing loss with your guys yeah i mean honestly the next day we did not watch film of the game i wanted to turn the page it, you know it would have been like kicking a dead horse so you know i clipped everything out i watched it um you know i, I told them obviously the things that uh they did all the areas that we talk about the hustle areas the rebounding the uh field goal percentages the points that we gave up all those things you know talked to them about it, um, and then we moved on. We moved on to Monroe. Uh, we wa- we did watch film of the game yesterday. I wanted it, you know, being a week removed. Now you can show them, and uh, they won't get their feelings hurt as bad, and I think it motivates them because they see, you know, that that was not the version of themselves that we know we're capable of being, and I think they'll be a lot more motivated to be the tough street dog guys that I know they're capable of. Coach, you've got uh, you're a game back in, in the conference standings. Uh, I believe you've got five games left, if I'm uh, adding it up correctly, or four. Is it four? It's four left four. Uh, yes, in sir. the regular season. You're just a game back of App State, uh, even with James Madison in the loss column. Two games clear of fourth, but more importantly, three games clear of fifth. Uh, we, the goal for your team is always to win the league championship, period, end of sentence. But it's also a secondary goal to make sure that if you don't, you finish in the top four. These next four road games are going to go a long way in determining your fate in both of those goals. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, I think, 
we win this game, you can lock up a top four seed pretty much. Uh, I think it would be about done at that point because I think we would have the tiebreakers on every team that we would need them for. And, um, you know, so this is a very, very important game. If, uh, if we don't, obviously Arkansas State would have the tiebreaker on us, and now you have to find a way to win some of these other road games. Uh, obviously, we're trying to win every single one to position ourselves to win a conference championship. We don't have an easy road being on the road for the last four, so it's not going to be easy. But our team is more than capable of winning on the road, and we've shown that the last two times out. And so I'm excited to, to you know, hook it up tonight and uh, see the version that uh, that we're going to put out on the floor. Coach, I don't want to um, assume something, so I'll just point blank ask you. My impression and listening to you in post-game comments, visiting with you after games via text, that you're having as much fun with this team and, and how this team lays it on the line most every time out uh, with very few exceptions. I, I just feel like you're enjoying this season as much as you've enjoyed any. For sure. I mean, we have a great group of guys that are very coachable. Obviously, some of the things we're asking them to do is different, uh, you know, rebounding five guys to the glass, uh, playing tough and physical and, and you know, the, the, the style that we play is not an easy style. We're demanding in practice. Uh, the guys have really, really bought in. I mean, we're ahead of any other season in terms of having 18 wins with four games to go. We've never done that up to this point. So, you know, we've got a, a great opportunity not just to win a conference championship, but have the best year since I've been a part of this program. Uh, you know, so there's, there, there's a lot to play for. Um, like I said earlier, I mean, we want to win them all. We would love to have 22 wins and be conference champion going into the conference tournament, but you can't do that if you don't take care of business tonight. Coach, explain to us. I heard Bill ask you, but I, I want our listeners to know you've got – quite a, a challenging you know next eight nine days uh you play at arkansas state tonight you then travel tomorrow to monroe louisiana play that one on saturday you're right back on the road back in the state of louisiana next wednesday you close out the regular season uh after leaving uh lafayette louisiana and head to san marcos texas for a friday game then it's back on the road for the conference tournament uh how, how do you deal with that making sure that your guys are as fresh as they can possibly be despite being on the road some of the longest trips you have in the league yeah i mean a lot is on them too making sure they're going to bed you know on time uh you know, staying hydrated, obviously, you know, eating the right things. Uh, you know, we're cognizant of, you know, their bodies and, and what we're asking them to do. So typically, you know, like tomorrow, we won't do a whole lot. Uh, you know, it'll be mostly mental preparation. We'll walk them through stuff, uh, maybe shoot a little bit, but we're not going to, we're not going to do a whole lot of, uh, you know, it's not going to be bone on bone, physical, physical practice uh, t- tomorrow. So, uh, we, we try and lighten the load in between a little bit, but it's definitely not an easy task. Uh, but obviously, if we finish top four, we won't play, I believe, till Friday yeah. um, after that. So we'll have a week off. Uh, you know, our guys can get back uh, all the way healthy and, and uh, get back to, uh, 
you know, being 100% going into that tournament. This is a lighthearted question. I already know the answer to it, but just having a little fun. Since they're liable to be a little bit tired, you going to let them get on elevators? No, sir. That's, uh, that's Negative. something that's highly discouraged, but, uh, you know, I'm on the seventh floor at the top here in the embassy suites. Uh, obviously, I'm taking the stairs every time. I, you know, probably wouldn't be the end of the world if one of them did. But it, <laughs> I love it definitely it. would not put me in a good mood if I see him come out that elevator. Coach, what, I got about a minute, but does it concern you when Charlie Baker, the president of the NCAA, says that he's for open transfers, that he doesn't want to restrict kids from being able to transfer whenever they want to transfer? No, I think at this point that may be the way to go. Stop all the waivers. Just, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. You know, put it on us. We've got to find loyal kids. Yeah. Uh, You know, or, you know, then you got to be in the NIL, you know, transfer market business. So um, I honestly probably think at this point where it is right now, that's probably the way to go. It simplifies things. There's no confusion, you know, just like this year they said that uh, transfers were double two-time transfers were going to have to sit no matter what. Next thing you know, the court rules in yep. favor of the other direction. So there's just too much confusion. I think it's a lot easier just let them transfer if that's what they want. And, uh, you know, it's on you to find high-character kids sure. that really want to be in Troy, Alabama, and then obviously establishing relationships that they want to continue to, to, to play there. But it's not going to be easy. I think that's why a lot of coaches are retiring that are really good coaches in the peak of their prime. It's, right. it's a lot to navigate and not the uh, it's not the most coach-friendly time for sure. Coach, go get them tonight, buddy. We appreciate you. Yes, sir. Thank you. You bet. 7.30 airtime tonight here on the ESPN The Ticket on the Troy Sports Radio Network. The game is on ESPNU. Mute the TV. Listen to Barry. We're back to close it out right after this. Hey there, I'm Lauren Sisler with ESPN, and you know one thing I love to do on my lunch break is listen to my good friends on the Max Roundtable. Earn more on your balances with the Max Elevate Money Market. Enjoy the competitive rate benefits of certificate accounts with no fixed terms and more flexibility. Earn more on your balances and access them anytime. You expect more and Max delivers. See our amazing rates at mymax.com elevate. Max, smart money made simple. Federally insured by NCUA. Certain restrictions apply. 107.5 is W298BC Montgomery, ESPN The Ticket. Sunday, the race in action heats up in Atlanta. Harrison Burton is spinning down the back straightaway. Everybody going to the top side. Here goes Logano. The 22 wants the lead, and he's going to pick it up all four. They drag race back to the start finish line. It looks like Blaney will get it by about three feet over Kyle Larson. Three wide into three. Bowman the Embedder Health 400, Sunday, February 25th at 1 p.m. Your station for NASCAR in the River Region. The Ticket. Robert Pig with Pig Enterprises. Stop what you're doing. Okay, don't just stop if you're driving, but stop driving the direction you're going and drive to Pig Enterprises so we can get you behind the wheel of the vehicle you've been dreaming about. At Pig Enterprises, we not only believe in providing you with an easy
easy vehicle buying experience, but we also believe in providing you with an experience tailor-made for you and getting you into the vehicle of your dreams. Exactly what you want and need with zero stress. Now, we all could use a little less stress in our lives, am I right? Shop online at P-I-G-G-E-N-T.com or drive on over today and see our award-winning team in person. Inventory changes daily. Don't let your dream car pass you by. Let our team get you behind the wheel. Simple, fast, no pressure. Consider it a quick detour on your trip and you'll arrive happier than you could have imagined when you left the house today. Come to Pig Enterprises and get a squeal of a deal. Yeah, let's go, baby. You want a button Yeah, gotta get right for this one. That's non-alcoholic, right? Say what? Bud with zero alcohol. Say what? Budweiser zero, bruh. Say what? Budweiser zero. Zero alcohol. Zero compromise. Wiley Sanders Truck Lines is actively seeking verifiable, experienced, over-the-road and dump truck drivers. They are currently operating 39-foot, east-manufacturing, frameless and dump trailers, hauling fertilizer over the road, and you'll be home on the weekends. Get great pay with one-year minimum verifiable experience required. Your pay will be based on that experience. Wiley Sanders offers Blue Cross and Blue Shield health insurance, dental, vision, and life insurance, 401k, plus you will get a $1,000 sign-on bonus. Wiley Sanders is also seeking cement and Lime drivers. You must have six months verifiable experience in a combination vehicle. Pay again is based on that experience. The job also requires experience blowing off cement and unloading lime. This division also offers a $1,000 sign-on bonus. These are local positions where you will be home daily. Call 855-777-9785 or 334-372-5049. That's 334-372-5049. At Wiley Sanders, they put God and family first. Peyton's Place might be the only meat and three restaurant in town with the drive-thru window. Need a quick lunch that's not fast food? Peyton's Place drive-thru is the answer. Come inside and dine or pick it up at the window. They serve lunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Call in your order for carryout or drive-thru at 396-3630. That's Peyton's Place, the number two, and eat.com. Peyton's Place, Atlanta Highway across from Faulkner University. Call 396-3630 for carryout or drive-thru. Peyton's Place. At Auburn University, we're not just learners, we're doers. In every corner of the state, Auburn men and women put knowledge to work, fueling the state's economy and building healthier, more prosperous communities. We partner with local leaders to solve local challenges and create access to opportunities that benefit all. To learn how Auburn's at work in your community, visit auburn.edu slash across Alabama. This message is sponsored by Auburn University, the Alabama Broadcasters Association, and this station. Your NASCAR station in the River Region is WTXK, Pike Road, Montgomery, ESPN, the ticket. Hey there, I'm ESPN's Lauren Sisler, and you're listening to the Max Roundtable with Doug on ESPN, the ticket, and ESPN 1067.
All right, Wyatt Edmondson, as he does each and every day, brings us back for our final segment. Happy to have Jake Farmer back with us tomorrow in the studio. We'll get you ready for a big weekend of basketball, both Auburn and Alabama and Troy on the road. Troy at ULM, Auburn and Athens to take on Georgia, and Alabama and Lexington to take on the Wildcats. Funny thing I saw on social media, you'll get a kick out of this. A guy was putting out stuff about the best environment, the best um, game day atmospheres that he thinks will happen this weekend in college basketball. He thinks Auburn's going to take over the Georgia arena, that there will be more Auburn fans there than Georgia fans. We'll see. I think White's probably doing a pretty good job there, but I do suspect other than Kentucky, Auburn fans with Bruce Pearl rolling may travel as well as anybody else in the league, and that's an easy little jump over to Athens from Auburn. All right, we had a blast today. Hope everybody enjoyed it. We're certainly going to be Bringing it back to you again tomorrow, but a fun day today. Miracle on Ice, 44 years ago. How about that? All right, folks, have a good afternoon. We'll do it again tomorrow here on the Max Roundtable.